to another episode of Movies on the Rocks. It is I, Tomas, with, of course, the other two pieces of this three-legged chair. Trifecta. Triumvirate. I think triumvirate is probably the best thing I've ever had when it comes to anybody on this uh, show. It's it's just triumphant. Derek's here. Hi. Hi, everybody. (laughs) I said Derek. And Eric, and of course, we are the Moody Boys. Moody, 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 Moody. All right, so in any oh shape, God. in any way. I'm just never going to do it. I know so. you're not. I know <laughs> you're not. And, I, and I'm going to do it every single time because you know what? I can why? count on that for sure. Yeah, you can count on that like a, like a fucking gout. All right. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyways. All right. So uh, today is episode 23. And uh, and today is, is is a special day because it's not a Halloween episode, but we watched a horror movie, which that in and of itself is a fucking celebration. Uh, no, no, it's, no! Don't encourage the people. It's amazing, and I we have and of course everyone we have Eric to thank for such a glorious occasion. I'm glad that I could contribute in that way. Yes, I like yes. being a part of this team. I like making everybody feel very comfortable. Yes. When I choose films. Oh my god. And Oh, I've got some things to tell you oh, about we, this then. We got we definitely <laughs> gonna have a major discussion about the motion picture, but first we're gonna go ahead and get to the legal mumbo jumbo, as I said. Uh Derek, if you don't mind, go ahead and give us a uh, uh disclaimer. Sure, sure. My gosh, that took forever. Let's go through this, guys. Um, it's been a fucking minute and a half, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> it did feel very long. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. Because you guys are everybody. Shit, man. Just keep going, dude. The show's called Movies on the Rocks. We're gonna be drinking. So first, please enjoy. If you can, if you care to join us and and want to kind of drink along, like a whatever they, those read along books they used to have. Anyway, drink along. Please only do it. Where it's legal. So if you're somewhere that you're not at that age yet, or maybe alcohol is not legal there at all, please just in spirit join us, okay? Don't get yourself in trouble. In We're not liable in, for any of that. In spirit or spirits? No, no, no. Okay. okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, that goes out for people that, that uh, alcohol is not legal at all. That goes out to our um, Afghanistan brothers and sisters and Saudi Arabians that where uh, alcohol might be illegal. Because I don't oh, know dang. where it is besides there. <laughs> so I didn't and even I know, know it was have, illegal there. We have a lot of uh, listeners probably from that region of the world. So I'm <laughs> of glad course. that you – I don't even know if it's illegal there. <laughs> just you guys, that you guys just – anyway, anyway, join us if it's legal. If it's Moving legal. on, we're going to be drinking. Uh, you can tell things are kind of drag out every once in a while. We might be annoying. We might say things that are offensive, but we don't mean it that way. So we apologize in advance and hope that you can – Join and just follow us for the ride, and that's my spiel. Sassy language. Sassy language. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. We we curse a lot. (laughs) So yeah, for all the Saudi Arabian listeners. (laughs) Oh my god, we do have a lot of them. I think we have a lot of them. I actually, I think we've lost those listeners right now at this moment. Look, if you're still listening, you were the one. You were the one we had. (laughs) And I appreciate you. And I'd like you to find me on Instagram so I can mail you a motorboy shirt. Yeah. I, yeah, I would, no doubt. Let's do it. Let's let's make some merch. All I right. would if we have one one Middle Eastern, at least one Middle Eastern. I'll make listener, sure. We're we gonna will have, make you, you merch. And it's going to cost us seventy eight dollars worth of shipping. 
for a, for a $5 t-shirt. For them, for them, it's worth it. For it's, them, to yes. me, it's worth it. For the, it. One, the one he or she yes. out there. Yes. yes. You're this. Yes. You're the one. Yes. So, all right. So, okay. Now that we've gone through all the legal mumbo jumbo and the disclaimer bullshit um, out of the way, uh, let's go ahead and get to where we are drinking tonight, boys. What are we drinking? Uh, Eric, why don't you go ahead and give us a give us a start? Tonight, I will be drinking vodka sodas nice that's what Ooh, i will be drinking vodka vodka sodas. i love i love the the airy and low carb values that you have here. thank you i mean <laughs> that's exactly what i was going for so i appreciate you pointing that out and hey man to everyone out there and thing. all our listeners <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> that's so awesome. what are you drinking before I, i'm in trouble i am drinking all right so what, what vodka are you drinking though dude what vodka absolute is? Oh shit! Look at him. He got that money. He got that bottle business, boy. He going. He's I mean, there's going, a he's much going more in the club. Vodkas out there. It's like one. <laughs> yeah, of the, I thought that was like kind of in the middle of the road. Yeah, it's okay. like one of the cheaper <laughs> isn't, ones. Isn't that what? You, isn't the bottle you get when you get in the club, like in the '90s? That was like the bottle to get in the bottle room or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the bottle service yeah. when they come out with cheap. the sparklers. <laughs> That's why <laughs> it's the big ass bottle of absolute. Like they can charge you a hundred dollars for it, and they paid six. Yeah, that's how that works. It's like a bottle. It's like a bottle the size of a nine-year-old. I mean, it's like a huge fucking bottle <laughs> so, you know it's like I mean? three ounces three yeah. ounces it's all glass the exactly. whole thing it's a and a be- and a beautiful piece of artwork it is i mean absolute bottles are their own little artwork man but anyway right, what are you drinking I am, maybe i am drinking i'm 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 almost done with my brother's big ass fucking bottle of bourbon so i'm drinking bullet and coke zero tonight so i, I thought i'd get some bourbon in me yeah so okay, okay. So, Derek, what are you drinking dude all right, man. Um, I'm not sure if this is like whiskey sacrilege, but I've got mine on ice. That's so. not sacrilege. Yeah, I don't think so. So you got people say the same thing. I don't. Okay, but if I said beer on ice, oh, that's disgusting. Because that's ridiculous. That's no one does horrible. That. This that's is my point. That. I don't know when things are allowed or not mm, allowed. Okay, mm. I'm just here to enjoy the drink. No, no, you can have cool. scotch on the rocks or neat. It's up to you. Anyway, so what I'm drinking is uh, Screwball mm. Peanut Butter Whiskey. Oh, nice. Does it taste like peanut butter? It tastes just like peanut butter, dude. Really? I am, it nice. is, I am drinking. Right. You know how um, like Rumpelmint's has its flavor yeah. and Jaeger has its flavor and yeah. they're very much like a separate food or candy. Yes, this is like a liquid peanut butter. Just rolling down. You just okay. drink it. Nice. It's all right. Is it good? It's smooth? It's like it? You like it? Fantastic, man. It's okay. fantastic. Great. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little jealous. Yeah. I, I, taste that. I'm, I think I might get that. I might, maybe I'll go out and get some of that, dude. That looks pretty good. No idea how much it costs. Somebody gave it, so I have no clue. Hell. It's All probably, right. it's probably uh, I don't know, specs. Well, I appreciate that choice today, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. You're, you're, opening, you're opening our minds here, brother. Indeed. Um, maybe. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you then, bro. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Well, now that we've gotten drinks so out of the arrogant. way, right? He's... he's <laughs> He's all such, the time. He's such all a, the no, time. It's just like everybody said at work, man. He's an arrogant little bastard. <laughs> oh shit! It's true. Yeah, still, still true. It's You're still true to wrong. this day. Still <laughs> true to this day. Hanging on by that thread, baby. All right. So now that we've gotten the drinks, legal disclaimer. Let's go ahead and take it to the news desk. <laughs> Oh my god. Jeez. We really we really should just pre-record these. We should no, just pre-record that, them no, and you know insert why? them. Because because if I do if I don't do it, 
Like he doesn't get my blood up for the show. You know what I'm saying? What? What? Otherwise, you're, okay. you're, just, you're just boring the fuck out of me, bro. What's the first thing you found <laughs> on the news this week, sir? Well, there's a there's a few things. There's a few things. One is they pushed back uh, the the release date of uh, what's it called? Um, Mortal Kombat. I Ooh. thought it was wait wait they did I thought it was April sixteenth. It was they've moved it back to April twenty third, just a week. Uh-huh. And the reason uh-huh. is this is because Godzilla versus Khan is cleaning shit up right now. Oh, so they decided I didn't that. See it. I, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna watch it. It's on HBO Max, so I'm gonna Probably watch it. Too. I mean, yeah. I've seen the other ones. I've seen the other MonsterVerse movies, which have all been actually pretty damn good. I mean, the Godzilla first one. Uh, Kong Skull I didn't, Island. I didn't. I didn't think the one with uh, the chick from Stranger Things was that good. It was. It was pretty good. It was okay. It, it sets up for Kong. That's what it's doing. Okay. It's setting up for so, Kong. But Kong Skull Island. What about the Island one with Matthew Broderick in it? That's that's a that's, that's probably one of the best films I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> with, with, the, with the with the Godzilla baby eggs, is it girl? And with like Godzilla's yeah, a female. And like the P Diddy Led Zeppelin theme song. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like was it was it Cashmere uh, from fucking yeah, Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Did it, did it was P. Did did it, did it, yeah. God. Yeah, I mean, it was a, that was a brilliant film. <laughs> we should talk about it. We that should be our G. That should be our G. Whoever's got G should like right now take a blood oath. When we get the G. What? One of us has to pick it. <laughs> it oh, might be gosh. too scary for Derek. A, a though. blood <laughs> oath. <laughs> yes. A might... blood oath is sorry. I'm crack sorry. This I've been, here I've, real been quick. I've, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and they do a lot of they talk about a lot of blood oaths. I guess blood it's a, oh, I guess gosh. it's a Viking thing, dude. He's <laughs> <laughs> been drinking too much of the Kool Aid. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, they, yeah, they moved it back because uh, Godzilla and Kong is doing really well. Like strangely enough, like this past week, uh, so far. It was. It came out last night. Came out last night, and it's like, first off, it's killing the subscribers. Like it's doing badass in the subscribership, and then they're estimating that it's probably going to make like seventy million dollars over the weekend. I don't Jeez. understand how it makes money. How does? How is it making money? <laughs> well, I mean, they got the subscribership, so I guess they're yeah. equating that to money. They're but prob- I th- yeah. But I mean, they're also probably equating like people going and then going as it because there's more and more people getting vaccinated. Yeah, so they're going yeah. to the theater, so they're getting to tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going there to watch it. But they're, they're they're expecting it to be like $70 million by Monday. But granted, that's a okay. four-day week. It's a five-day yeah. week. You know what I mean? Like you're not, We're not yeah. talking, you know, like a three-day weekend. But it's still it's good. They're, they're expecting it to do well. It's tracking to do well because it's probably the biggest movie out there right now in the theaters. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then, so they say they do, too, that's why they're pushing Mortal Kombat back just just a week because it's like you said, it's supposed to come out the twenty the sixteenth. Now it's come out the twenty third, which probably is makes that sense. It just, also. Is it that big a deal? Like, is that gap really make that much of a difference? Well, I don't know. It, it, the funny thing is, um, is that the funny thing is, is that I don't know if it's going to make that much of a big difference. I just, I just think for them, it's just more time in the theaters to spend. I think it will. Um, only because like, if you follow trends and, um, when, you know, theaters are actually open, you know how the opening weekend is insanely important. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the two weekends after that, they're going to make pretty good money. So let's say you have a blockbuster that makes, you know, a hundred million dollars in the first weekend, the second weekend, it's usually going to make like 70, the third weekend, it's probably going to make like 20 to 50 and it starts really dropping off after that so when did kongzilla what kongzilla godzilla versus kong come out let's call it let's call it kongzilla so we don't have to say when did kongzilla come out um literally yesterday 
So Thursday. So that gives people. Oh, today's Thursday. Today's Thursday. Yesterday was. Wednesday. I'm sorry. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no idea where I am. I have no idea of the concept <laughs> of space or time. But um, apparently, you haven't so... seen Safety Not Guaranteed. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh, dude. No, I have. Jeez. I have. But anyway, so um, so that gives it like three weeks to die down. I think that's. I think that makes sense. Especially when people are watching it at home, I think that makes sense. There's a three weeks a gap, and it's not competing against itself. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers isn't competing competing against itself. I think that's a that's a what I'm saying. Why wouldn't they have? Why wouldn't Warner Brothers have already because anticipated they want, this? Well, I, I guess they just didn't think it would probably have as much of a of a of an impact as it as it has. Like you said, it's making seventy oh. million dollars, and then even still, like they don't. I mean, they want their movies to make money, and they want you know kongzilla to be to be the number one but they also want every one of their other movies to too so it probably makes sense to space it out as much as they can yeah and, sure. and and if we're thinking and if you want to really really work on it i mean you have this movie and then you have you have of course mortal kombat coming up next and then i think after mortal kombat what's the what's the main movie i think um God, what is the main movie? Anyway, they have another movie coming out in May, so they want to make sure they have enough space in between the movies to make it as much money as possible. Yeah, they're going to ride the whole wave all yep. the way to the end. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they've already said they've already said that they're going to probably lose one point two billion. That's billion with a B this year by having the movies go on streaming and in the theater same day, and then next year, what what the agreements are with? Like, I think they just did one with Cinemark where they're in the theaters for like 45 days before they can pop them on streaming. Mm. Okay. You know, Jeez. and some of them are, and some of the other um, studios are doing like the same thing, like 60 days before they can pop it on streaming if they need to, or allow it to be able to go into like direct TV, you know, where they can, they can do it on demand. Like on you know demand. I mean? yeah. yeah. So like, so like they're, 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 that's the that's what they're doing right now is that that's, that's what we talked about before like they're testing the waters of how streaming is going to work and so far it's working for them the movies that they've released i haven't seen judas and the black messiah but that's that's next on my list to watch is you know that movie supposedly is fantastic and it is it's great oh you saw it i haven't seen it yeah, yet, man i watched it yeah oh. it was great okay i want to watch it so but yeah but i mean like th- this way they can Everything and I, I mean, you know, of course we got we got that we got of course you know Derek's favorite movie coming out soon, Space Jam. You know the legacy Can't wait. one. You know Can't what? Wait. Yeah, baby, I believe I can fly. That song's not gonna LeBron be on there. LeBron James, LeBron James, dude. <laughs> LeBron James, LeBron yep. James, LeBron James. <laughs> yes. So you know, I mean, there's all that. And there's Dune coming out at the end of the year. So I mean, there's there's so I'm much stuff. I'm pumped for that one. Yeah, I that's what I'm wait. most excited. I can't about, wait. I can't wait. Yeah. So. But all in all, I just think you know, like that's the best. That's why they're doing they're they're pushing it back. So, um, so I got I got one. This actually go ahead, go makes ahead. sense to talk about here. Um, so I saw this come across my uh, on my phone this today, and uh, Netflix is paying four hundred and fifty oh, yes. million dollars. Yes, I read this for a uh, for two sequels of the Knives Out movie, and. My first thought was, I love that idea. I enjoyed the movie. I really like the way it was filmed, like the the style, mm-hmm. you know, the way it was shot and stuff. Um, it was really intriguing to me, and I was all pumped about that. But really what this got me thinking about is kind of how all of these movie studios, like we talked about Warner Brothers and, and everybody else, are having all this money that's potentially been lost because of COVID, right? Meanwhile, 
<laughs> Netflix's model has completely remained the same. If anything, made more money. So they are continuously dumping more and more money into you know new content that they can you know produce and own for some some kind of period. And it just got me thinking. I was like, how much this probably put Netflix ahead of everybody. Like Netflix wasn't. Don't get me wrong. Like Netflix is not the same as Warner Brothers. I get that, but they've been dropping and Netflix has been skyrocketing. So the gap is a lot less at this point, you know? No. Yeah. And, and, and just for the sake of the actual product, what it is, it's not going to be like a direct sequel to knives out. It's going to be a continuation of, of uh, what's his name's character, Daniel Craig's character, Benoit Blanc, his character having more mm-hmm. like another case. Like the detective case. dude. Yeah. The detective dude. So that's what it's, it's not going to be like a, a, maybe it may be a direct sequel, but from what I what I understand, it's going to be like a continuation of Benoit Blanc's adventure. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like his, uh, his, uh, his stuff. Um, but in regards to that, I mean, that's the same thing that Disney's doing basically is that they're pumping in a lot more money to Disney plus to be able to release more and more things like TV shows and Marvel series and all that kind of stuff to be able to, to be able to combat and go after Netflix, just, you know, like, like, like they they should want to. I mean, the only thing that's come out recently is that they're not too happy with uh, Pixar is not happy with what they're doing with Luca, not making it a premier access. Mm, It's straight. You can go ahead and watch it no matter what. So they kind of feel like they're kind of like the redheaded stepchild in the group, which, but I think they're probably going to make it into premier access. I think this is to make you happy, Uh, which Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. fine. I think, Pixar movies are definitely worth it because they're never bad. I've never seen a bad one. Even Cars wasn't that bad in my opinion. But hey, that's just my opinion. And the only ones that always end up getting like kind of shit on are the like the sequels and like it, like if you look at some of them, like I think it was like uh, one of the Mater spinoff movies. Oh, those cartoons from Cars, yeah, from Cars, right? Like it's like they're probably like the eighth or ninth Cars movie that they made, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it. It started. We we we're I get in deep it. Water here, you know. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I think but that that new Luca movie they say is fucking amazing. So I just I'm just hoping it, it, they they could do whatever they do to make these people happy because I mean that that's always been a good money maker for them. So they have to keep those people really happy. But um, did you get to see Raya? Yeah, was Raya's, it good? Raya's amazing. Oh, I need to watch. it. You need to watch. It. You guys need to watch that movie. That movie's fantastic. I will. I, I keep hearing it's really good. It is very good. Very, very good. Um, uh, You got anything else, Derek, you want to bring up? I got something else, too. No, no, you go. Eric, you got? I, I bring nothing to the table here, Apparently, guys. yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't. So thank you. I don't know coming. why we expected any more. Yes, yeah. yes. Borderline right. useless. All right, so let's talk about the the next Disney Plus hit series, and it's not a Marvel series. It's the Obi-Wan Shocker. Kenobi. Shocker. Oh, Fuck you, bro. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series that they're going to start filming supposedly either in the next month or in the next few weeks. They're going to start filming the Kenobi series. Mm-hmm. So there's – what I want to understand is there's there was like a throwaway line that I think what I've heard is the rumors are that they're going to kind of answer this mystery that came up in this throwaway line that was in Return of the Jedi. There was a line that Darth Vader told – to Luke Skywalker when they were on Endor, both of them, where he told him, he's like, he said, um, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan thought the same thing as you did. And that's, and, and it hasn't changed or whatever, something like that. He had like a comment mm-hmm. that he had made to him saying that he could make him good 
You know what I'm? Do you remember that this line? Is, yeah, this is whenever they capture Luke. Luke gives himself up. Yeah, and he Vader's said, hasn't presented him to Palpatine. Yet. Yes, and he says Obi Wan once thought as you do, and then you're thinking to himself, you, you, like I always thought, like as when I got older, like before as a kid, I never even cared about that line. But as I got older, I'm like, wait a minute, when when did that conversation happen? That didn't we didn't see that in Episode Four, so. Right. It just goes to show that they, to, to, to your thinking that like they they must have crossed paths at some point in time for them to. Well, be I mean, able this to... is just more of the, the the same way they expanded on Clone Wars, mm-hmm. right? With yeah. with the animated series, they they brought us seasons on seasons of more content from one that line fell between you know ten, what was that four years or five years or something like that. Uh, between, 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 episode, between Attack of the Clones and uh, and this other, and uh, episode three, I think it was like... One and like, two. No, yeah, one and two. Because it goes from little Annie to when he's jumping off the cars and all that stuff after well, the assassins. That's about 10 years. But then... But then when from episode two to episode three, which then of course you catch up in the Clone Wars TV show to episode mm-hmm. three, you know, that's about four years, I think, from episode two to episode three. Because the Clone Wars has taken that long. But, but yeah, but then you have, but, but that's all because of one line because, uh, you know, Obi-Wan said, you know, I fought yeah. with your father in the Clone Wars, you know, like what the hell's the Clone Wars? You know, it was just one of the information. So I think we're going to find out some information on that because Hayden Christensen is coming back to portray Darth Vader. Yeah. I heard that they signed him up for it. Oh man. He's such a good actor. He is. He was underrated. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, he's horrible. <laughs> I don't. Um, he's not I don't, I don't he's particularly not like him either. No. <laughs> he is so bad. That's why. That that's why I, I can't wait. I for him don't to... want to watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, now I'm a... not even gonna give you my money. Okay. <laughs> you know you're gonna watch it though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just the truth. I probably <laughs> am. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. I'm like, I'm kind of Joe. I'm Jones and Ford. I wanna, I wanna see how it goes. I wanna see. How they bring it because there's been word that it's going to be like either an anthology series or it could be a straight series. Like we don't, we don't know. I mean, it could be like from from what I've heard, it's like six episodes also, and every episode could either be one long story or it could be like six different stories from like in regards to like twenty years of his life. You know, from the time that you know Luke is born to when he meets Luke, kind of thing. So. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out, man. They got a wide open window there, you know? Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Um, the next piece of information I got is that, of course, we all know with everything that's happened here. Well, I live in Georgia, so with everything that's happened here with the the voting stuff, shit that's gone down with the bill signed by Governor Kemp, um, you know, they've been – there's a lot of directors and movie people saying they're going to boycott filming in Georgia at all. Which would mm. be horrible for Atlanta because that's basically Hollywood number two. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so, it yeah. is. It is. So you have like people like James Mangold, who is the new director of the Indiana Jones movie, because Steven Spielberg had to walk away. Mm-hmm. So he's already said. Is it because they realized he made uh, Crystal Skull, whatever that <laughs> one was, and they were like, "Hey, we know you're Spielberg, but." We saw the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, t- it's time for you to take a break. You know, you think I, that's why? I'm not going to hold that one against him. I'm not going to hold that one against him, dude. I mean, I'm not. He's Steven Spielberg, it's, but I'm just saying. Even a bad it Steven, was a pile of shit. But even a bad so. Steven Spielberg movie is better than a than a good movie of a regular director. I'll give you that. No. No. <laughs> I actually enjoyed one. Crystal Skull more than I enjoyed like War of the Worlds. That's a horrible movie. What? Yes. 
Listen, War of the Worlds, I agree with you. Not that great. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm which, not fighting which, you on that. Wait, is, is there one other than the Tom Cruise one? Yeah, yeah. War, War of the Worlds? There's there's like, yeah, I thought there 50s, was an original one. There's like a yeah, 50s like one. Way yeah. Ba- yeah, yeah, way and, back in the day. And then there's like, a, of course, the 1930s the Orson Welles radio broadcast. I, I haven't not, seen either of those. It's not Orson Welles. That's H.G. Wells. Mm. <laughs> no, but Orson Welles, Orson, I shut up, bro. Just but say, Orson, Orson Welles, Welles had no- <laughs> Yeah, he narrated it. Did he narrate it? Go ahead and look that you, shit up. You know what, you dude? Certain? You know, you keep, you keep, you keep, he keeps correcting me on this. I know H.G. Wells wrote War of the Worlds. He also wrote The Time Machine. He also wrote a number of different books. You know, but oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fact checking. Go minds. ahead and fact check it. I wish, I wish we had Mister Fact Check here because he would be like, Mister Fact Checker. You know what I mean? But yeah, oh, Orson gosh. Welles narrated the 1930s radio broadcast. We're gonna give uh, Eric a little time to go ahead and do this. There you go. No, guys, keep keep please keep talking. <laughs> I will have an answer shortly. So no, but but what I'm saying is that you know, like yeah, there is there's the 1950s like schlocky horror sci-fi classic uh, that we all know and love uh, that showed up in um, what movie was it in? It, I think it was in the Explorers. I think I think it was what in the. Ex- oh God, dude, that's right. You're too young. You don't know about the Explorers. What, what is it? It I'm, stars. I'm talking about movies dude, in the fifties and sixties. Dude, dude, the Explorers <laughs> is an eighties sci-fi kids classic. Dude, it stars Ethan, a young Ethan Hawke, and a young River Phoenix. Dude, it's amazing. All right, I'm looking this up. What's it you called? Sh- the Explorers. While, while you're looking that up, I found an answer. And Tomas, I'm sorry to tell you, it was actually narrated by Samuel L. Jackson. You really <laughs> messed up here. Because yeah. <laughs> he's a big mistake. Because Samuel L. Jackson, of course, is immortal. He's drank. Yeah, the, yeah. He drank from the. No, Holy you're Grail. right. You're right. Yeah. It was Orson Welles who narrated Wilson. it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize he narrated. A it. very it young place. Orson Welles. I think it was like 21 at the time. How old? How when was the when was the radio broadcast? 38. 38, and I think he did. Um, I think he did. What's it called? Citizen Kane in like 41, Short, right? Yeah, shortly after that, it was in the 40s. Yeah, so. he was. He must have been like 23, 21 years old, dude. He was a young director when he made. Yeah, Citizen Kane. he was like 25, so, I think, when he did Citizen yeah. Kane, dude. He was young but, as hell. Yeah, Orson Welles did the broadcast, but it was not written by him. He no, just did the broadcast. He did the broadcast. I can only imagine his voice. At, eh, this is a special report. <laughs> well done. Yes. I apologize for doubting you. You should. I mean, you technically were wrong because you said written, but oh. you know, oh, no, okay, it's I okay. I did not say that word. I I refuse oh to say gosh, it. You do. Anyway. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah. So he. Uh, so yeah, they're 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 really thinking about boycotting. He is he himself said he will not film a motion picture in Georgia ever again until wow. they get rid of it. And it's wow. not just him; it's more and more people coming behind that. There's a lot that. of people. There's a lot of people in Georgia. There's a lot of production in Georgia. That's a, that has a lot to do with Marvel. Their, their vast yeah. That's the Pine Brook Studios is there, and that's where they film everything. So. That's a big deal, man. You don't like. I wouldn't want to mess with that capital coming into your state. No, you yeah. Know? And what's his name? Uh, I wonder guy- how quick they'll they'll flip when they realize all the money. I mean, if they're smart, they would. But like, I mm, that's just Dude. that. Also, then poses another question: like that businesses are really what have the power over always anything money baby it's money yeah it's regarding money. law you know look which is crazy it's not the people it's the businesses it's you know true. it's just nuts it's just it's just the way yeah. it's, it's it's how it's always been in in a capitalistic society yeah. it's money is what makes the world go around it's just always been the case 
It's nuts. But yeah, then there's then something came out. Like, you know, I'm like, this is we're not gonna go into a political diatribe here, but I mean, then supposedly like the, the House of Representatives like voted to remove some of the tax breaks for Delta because their CEO said uh talked he he talked he espoused against the same voting rights bill that got signed. So I mean it's 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 turning into a heated mess down here. And if they lose Marvel, they're gonna lose a ton of money. I mean that is it's a big so, deal. That is a yeah, big deal. No, that is a big when you said that to me, I was like, oh but I mean who else who else? And then what's his name? Uh the guy who Tyler does uh, Perry. Tyler Perry. He has yeah, that huge complex he's... now. Dude, that's his. That's where he makes all of his movies. He's he's a Georgia guy. You yeah, know? yeah. And he uh, he just mm. built that Tyler Perry Studios complex where you know, and, and it's supposed to be like COVID safe. Like like everybody has their own space if they have to. Also, too, you. Tyler Perry's got so much money that he could say, "I don't care that I just built this. I'm out." That's mm-hmm. how much money Tyler Perry has. So you know, like he'll just put a lock on the door and I'm out the door. Yeah, say, and this can rot. Yeah, <laughs> that's how real. much money that dude has he's like so, I, I made a second one in ooh. arizona <laughs> yeah exactly i was prepared for this i knew this was coming so i made a second one of these tyler i didn't realize Bears he had videos. that much money dude like, he I know, he's rich. done like some big that projects. man is rich do you know how much how like he's got his hands in everything in television and movies and stage he's got his his name on everything pretty much anything um, you haven't seen like the plethora of television shows that he's produced like i'm talking it's like I, it's like miles long list of television shows yeah. that he's produced. Yeah. And besides his own movies, which make a lot of money for how much money he spends on them. The yeah. Dude, well, he, the dude he, capitalizes. He, he makes his movies for like, for like dollars to donuts, dude, like real small budgets, very independent because he's always been an independent filmmaker. So all his movies are produced by him. So they're all produced by him. Most of the time, they're written by him. Some of the time, they're directed by him. He produces all the motion pictures, and they're all done with with smaller budgets. Like we're tiny talking, tiny budgets, maybe like five to ten million dollar movies. Yep. Okay. And then he makes like fifty million dollars on opening weekend. People just love Tyler Perry, and I understand why people love Tyler yeah. Perry. I don't like I when I watch his movies, I'm not like, hey, this is brilliant. No, it's not. But there's something about it that it's family they're charming. oriented. They're charming. It's charming. Yeah. And people are drawn I to that. Just want to be happy another, sometimes. He's like an alternate style to what Adam Sandler does. Yeah, but a yeah. little bit more family oriented. Yeah. Well, yeah. now Adam Sandler's kind of gone down that road, but I'm just saying, like he, Adam Sandler was a little bit more slapstick. Well, not really. They're both kind of slapstick. But anyway, <laughs> like well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the thing is, is that maybe, Adam maybe Sandler, Derek's right. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> what it is is like I think it's, you have. Um, so he's he's more like you know like the that he's he's more ingrained in the culture you know of African American culture and, yeah. and their humor and all that kind of stuff, which is hilarious on its own. And then Adam Sandler, of course, has always been toilet humor. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is his thing. There's some sort of moral story at the end of every one of his pictures. True. And I think that's the difference. That's a big difference between him and Adam Sandler. They Adam don't Sandler have moral making, stories. <laughs> yeah, he's just making a comedy, you know? Yeah, and he's just asking his so. buddies to be a part of it. So, yeah. yeah. Which you is know? awesome. I mean, yeah. you should be able to, if you're Adam if I, I was like Adam Sandler, the same thing. Are, like, they're, like, they're pretty much improv. Okay? Yeah. There's like, a lot of improv on their shit. Like, his, yeah. his, like, his, like, I think his crowning achievement outside of Billy Madison for me is Grown Ups. To is me, grown is ups, the best one. Is Grown Ups yeah. 2. Is the scene when the when he's got his buddy who's like hopped up on like heroin or whatever the hell it is on top of the on top of his uh on top of his bus or whatever he thinks it's like Teen Wolf and shit and then he runs him into like the the uh the he takes him into like a sporting goods store and the idiot is so high that he pulls a string on like one of these rafts 
and it, it it all of a sudden inflates and knocks him across four aisles. And of course, nothing <laughs> happens. He gets up and he walks away. The next scene, you see this guy take a shit in the toilet. I mean, it's just it's hilarious, dude. It's oh my god, the movie's amazing. I love my daughter, who is eleven years old, loves that fucking movie. By the way, cool. she loves that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> she should. She's eleven years exactly. old. Exactly, <laughs> but it's funny for me, and I'm forty two, so I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, all right. But yeah, so so. That's the big thing is that if they lose Georgia, man, I mean, that's going to be tough. A big, that's a big deal. That's a lot of their economy right there. Like millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. That's you know? jobs. Yep. I'm gonna, I'm surprised whenever stuff like this is so quickly, and, and we don't know that it'll happen this way, but I'm always surprised how quickly they about face when that much money is on the line. Like, oh, it's our moral. We're going to do this for a good reason and blah, 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 nah. blah. And, oh, wait, there's no money? Wait, wait, oh, wait, wait no, we don't hold on. That bad. Marvel generates billions of dollars and then spends like $300, $300 million a picture and they make like 50 of them a year. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And it's all generating basically through Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. You know, uh, come on, yeah. you know. They're not. They're not thinking. They're like, wait a minute. That's like ninety percent of our taxes. It wasn't that good a reason. We'll put it all back. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, eventually they're probably going to jump because I mean, at first it was the whole thing with the with the abortion uh, bill that got shut down. They said they were going to leave. They haven't said anything as of yet because I guess they went in quick and did this bill. But it's going to be. It's we'll see how what happens, man. It's going to be a lot of people going to be going on this one. So. And lastly, before we move on to our refill portion, um, I wanted to go ahead and give a little bit of information for Derek here. Uh, so oh, recently, recently in comic book world, uh, there is a series out there called Deadpool Samurai. It's in Marvel. It's a manga that Marvel has released, has published recently called Deadpool Samurai. And okay. right now, this past episode, um, uh, there was a guest star on Deadpool Samurai, and it was. Automata from my my hero academia. No way. Yes. <laughs> you don't know this, Eric. This is a great no idea what you're talking about. This is about. a great anime show called My Hero Academia. They have it on Country Roll. It's on Adult Swim. You can watch so it whenever you want. It's such a great show. It's I'm a fantastic foaming at the mouth because you know they got the movie coming out in August. Yes. Did you see yes. the trailer for it? Oh gosh. I haven't seen it yet, but I know of it, yeah. But yeah, so, it's it's a it's a fantastic uh it's a fantastic anime. There's a lot of stuff with it. It's not just superheroes, it's like high school shit. It's it's a lot of different things. But it's it's a really cool show. But yes, he showed up on on the uh on in the in the issue that came out this week of Dead Was Mission. he like was he like he is now? Like all might oh, no, he was, he was, or he, or whatever? He was big all might. He was big all might. Oh geez, he guys, big you guys are so, nerds. <laughs> he was big all might, and he's talking uh, to him. You know what I mean? Great. Like he's talking to him, and he he like says, I forgot what he says, but like like, but the guy who actually uh, draws him, Kohei Horikoshi, the actual guy who created my hero, yeah, yeah, he actually drew him for the for the comic. So oh, that's great. So that's yeah, they, great. It's, that's it's cool it's, collaboration between Marvel and like a manga artist. Yeah, in, you know, show and jump. Yeah, cool. dude. <laughs> look, look, this guy's this guy's beaming from like ear to ear, dude. Yeah, I'm like, so <laughs> happy. Yeah, this you're like, so happy. I think and gonna... that brings me joy. <laughs> it does. It does. I'm super happy for you, dude. But yeah, I just wanted to give you that little tidbit, man. Um, but uh, so far, I mean, that's pretty damn good, man. We only went through 35 minutes. That's not bad. You guys, uh, you guys want to talk about anything else before we move on to refill? Well, if we're trying to keep this 35 minute thing, <laughs> no, no, we're not. I can keep going. I don't give a shit, dude. 
I mean, I um, was thinking, you know, based on your Hayden Christensen comment, I want to go ahead and espouse. You want to talk about that? Yeah, because that, you oh, know, gosh. last week we had that whole Shia LaBeouf commentary, and you know, this is he does not. <laughs> no, get, he, he has doesn't. no place I'm in a conversation. Be, I'm like gonna be. That. I'm gonna be a contrarian. That's why I want to be contrarian in this conversation. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear what points you're gonna bring to yeah, prove you gonna make that up? Hayden no, Christensen th- is on th- that level. I think it's bad direction. Oh, oh my God. George God. Lucas. <laughs> How many times, dude? Because <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. His Absol- bad direction every film he's ever <laughs> I liked him in Jumper. He wasn't bad in Jumper. Mm. <laughs> I love seeing Eric's face. Bruh. Bruh. Jumper. Jumper. And that Bruh. was. And the thing is that I, I believe you 100% because. Because that movie was directed by Doug Lyman, and it's yeah. and, you know, and he's a really good director. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I feel like if you put this guy, I don't know, against if you if you put Hayden Christensen <laughs> in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, he's gonna he's gonna destroy anything that Paul Thomas Anderson thought he could do with this guy. And Paul Thomas Anderson makes everyone look amazing. Okay? Like, he literally gets every film he gets, he has the best acting I've ever seen. Have, so, you, have you ever seen Cooler? I've never seen The Cooler. I don't no. think I've seen that either. Because that's his first movie. That was his first movie. That was Who, with Hayden um, Christensen? No. But- <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. I'm no, just joking. P.T. Anderson. Yeah, no. He, it was a... Uh, no, he didn't... No, his first movie wasn't... Cool. I know a lot about P.T. Anderson. Okay, so what was his first movie? His first movie is called... He didn't direct The Cooler. He directed um, a movie called Heart 8. Oh, Heart that 8. That was his first film. And Heart That's 8... Was. And I think the reason why you got that confused is because I think gambling. they both have to do with gambling. Yes, yeah, yes, so. yes, yes. Because... Uh, Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. because cause The Cooler stars... Uh, what's his name? Um, from from Fargo, the the other guy, the guy who's in a uh, Shameless, also. Um, uh, yeah, the in the cool, and he's also in. No, he's not in Hardy. Is he in Hardy? You're talking about um, John's not John C. William H Macy. Yeah, William H Macy. And he might be in Hardy. I, I don't know. He might have a small role in it. I don't think. No, he's no, in no. Hardy. It's in, in Hardy. It's Philip Baker Hall. Yeah, he's like, the he's the. Like but I'm trying John to think C. if Riley and Gwyneth yeah, Paltrow, yeah. No, but I was no. trying to see if William H Macy had a role in that because he's in a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson movies, <laughs> yes, so, but is. early ones, you know. He is no, no, but so. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in that one. Yeah, yeah, he is in. I know he's in Heart Eight. Yeah, but. he yeah he's in Heart Eight. I haven't seen Heart Eight before. I've heard. It's oh good. man, dude, I love it. I love Heart Eight. So I love, dude. I've got like a massive, like. A boner. That's like the only way I can say it for Paul Thomas Anderson. I really do. Like, yeah, but you have a, you have a man crush on him, dude. All right, man, if I could just have just a day to sit down and pick that dude's brain, like I don't know, I might, I don't know, give up ice cream, which is a big deal. <laughs> so. But haven't you given I'm it up? Trying to look and see if I've ever even seen a movie from him, dude. Boogie Nights. Paul Thomas Anderson? You've never seen a Paul Thomas Anderson movie? I'm looking. I'm looking. Derek. Okay? Derek. I'm done. I'm done with this show. I'm <laughs> done. I'm, Derek, it's you've over. Ne- have you never seen Boogie Nights? Boogie Nights, bro? Gosh, I feel like I have seen it. I don't it's remember. It's about porn stars? You would remember pretty it sure. if you saw it. I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Have you Mark seen Magnolia? Mark Wahlberg shows this enormous penis at the end. That's a that's a prosthetic, actually. It's a prosthetic. yeah. I know. I, well, I know it's not real, but it's enormous. Yeah, it's huge. It's like <laughs> it's like unbelievably. Uh, it's like you're, yeah. like, you're like you're like in awe, but you're like that's impressive. And I, and because because like uh, Mark Wahlberg's already like an Adonis, you kind of feel like maybe it's real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You're like. 
huh. You're like, I don't know. Is Could that, be real. I, it's you like you almost, you almost want to pause it and just look at it. Just you know? stare at it for a little bit and be like, <laughs> I mean, it could be. Is, is that, you never know. But is it too veiny? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we've, literally never seen had like, a, we've literally had a 20-second conversation about, I know, about, about Mark Wahlberg's about A prosthetic penis. penis. But uh, <laughs> you've never seen, like, There Will Be Blood, The Master. I haven't seen either of those. Derek, Magnolia? Sure Magnolia? Magnolia is yeah. my favorite movie, Derek. I think it's. I've perfect. seen that one. I also saw so Punch Truck Love. If you saw that one, then you oh, see two Paul Thomas Love. Anderson. Okay, films. good. Yeah, Punch, and Punch Truck Love is a good movie. Not his best like work, it. but it's pretty good. I agree, but it's not yeah. his worst. Either. Yeah, it's not his worst. So, no, no. His What's worst, his worst? Is infer- in- inherent vice, not that good. And really? the reason why I didn't, and I, it was, it killed me because I want to like everything he does. But he didn't write this film. He adapted it from a book. Oh, uh, okay. And that's, I think, the only. Yeah, that's the only film he did that with. And I feel like it just didn't like he's writing someone else's material. I think when he writes his own stuff, it's the best. I think he's just a brilliant filmmaker, guys. And that's why I like movies like that. If you hadn't noticed, I don't watch a lot of sci-fi. I don't watch a lot of Marvel. I watch like film auteurs and they're don't making art out of cinema. That's what they I will do. corrupt you all the same. Yes, I know. I mean, I'm gonna start watching this shit. <laughs> you know, you, you, I mean, you could have seen. You could, you could have been here with us watching Last Starfighter, maybe Crawl. Oh, I've man. seen these films. I've just stepped away from Last them Star and started Fighter watching real films. Movie, dude. Yeah, I, I can't believe I, I, it's, it's okay. What are you it's talking okay. about? It's a chi- it's a nostalgia, man. I think yeah. that's what it's mostly is. We yeah. just watched it. I'm not I'm not on the Thundercats effect here. We saw it recently. And you and it felt was like good. it was it stood the test of time. Yes, it did. It was good. Yeah, I'd have to go watch it. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. That was yeah, before yeah, my time on the show, guys. It's worth it. It's worth it. Anyways, yeah. I mean, it's not like a blockbuster. Don't get me no. wrong, but I can watch it and I can enjoy it. And it, yeah, it's good. Why not? It, it doesn't need to be a blockbuster to be good. All my favorite films probably grossed like. Fifty million dollars at the most in the box office. Yeah, <laughs> well. yeah. I mean, counting you know, Taxi Driver. I'm sure that's pretty high on your list there. But... Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So okay, guys. Well, we're now that we're done talking about the news and you know, and talking about Hayden Christensen's acting career, um, we're gonna go ahead and uh, go now to the refill portion of our episode. Uh, if you guys gotta go ahead and uh, take a piss, leak the lizard, whatever you gotta do, go right ahead, and we'll be right back. In a little bit, about 30 seconds. See ya. We are back from the refill portion of the episode. Uh, we've gotten our uh, uh, thermoses or turbuses or our our glasses, shots, whatever you want to have. Um, Derek, of course, is there chilling with his uh, peanut butter whiskey. You're still going with that right now? Yeah, I got uh, I got the screwball still, and I also crapped out uh, crap crap crapped open. open Jesus a, Christ, uh, that's disgusting. A Corona just to give me a little bit of a different flavor. Nice little what you're basically double fisting, bro. Mm-hmm. You're double fisting. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> you shouldn't. You're home. You don't have to drive, so you're good to go. So, <laughs> Eric, what are you? Are you sticking with the same? Um, I got the same thing, but I crapped open a uh, bottle <laughs> of water as well. Nice. 
goodness. Yeah, I have that too. I have that too. I have a little bottle of Kirkland's uh, Way to go. Responsible. Since we're all going to divulge, yes, I've got my water here as well. <laughs> I took a swig of that. Uh, and I'm going, and I went back. Of course, I went, I kept with the bourbon and the uh, Coke Zero, as um, as they say. No, no one says no, I like No, it's name. only you every time. <laughs> <laughs> Bullet bourbon and Coke Zero. For they some do. reason, you believe that that's like a Scottish they, drink. They, they drink it a lot in Scotland. So, uh, speaking of the zero <laughs> drinks, not to go off on a tangent here or a no, rabbit hole, but please, this is what we're about. So, I just recently started drinking the zero drinks a little bit more because mm-hmm. of the the keto thing I'm doing. Yeah. But yeah, have you guys tried A and W Zero or Dr Pepper Zero? Okay, so it's okay. so good. All right, they taste. All right. Almost exactly the same. I've never, I've never tried Dr Pepper Zero. I will never try A and W Zero because I fucking hate root beer. Okay, well oh. then, that fair enough. You stay away <laughs> from fair. it. That makes I've sense. only had the Dr Pepper. One. I've ne- I never Dude, even knew about Dr Pepper Zero. It's on another level. Like really? I, my buddy just was because I was telling him today. <gasps> okay. I, I need love- to. Pepper. Yeah, I was telling him today, I was like, dude, A&W Zero is amazing. He's like, dude, it is, but you got to try the Dr. Pepper one. He's like, I have it in my fridge right now, and I'm going to go get you one. And he cracked it open, and I took a swig, and I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. I you want to know what really blows your socks off? And you, you have to – I can't find it anywhere, not since COVID started. They had <laughs> Coke uh, Vanilla Ugh. Zero. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it was good. Because so I think it regular Coke Zero, regular Coke Zero. I mean, it's it's good. It's drinkable. It's not like I hate it, but it doesn't taste like Coke. You no, know, it's more. It's got a more Diet Coke feel, but it's yeah, not. Yeah. As, it's not to me. It's not as sweet as Diet. Coke. No, no, it's better it's than a, Diet Coke. I agree with that a hundred percent. It is a better choice than Diet Coke, but it doesn't taste just like Coke. Where when you get the A and W and you get the Dr Pepper. You're like, wow, this is so close. It's not even funny. No, yeah, and you know what's funny is that for me, like the diet Dr Pepper, because like I said I have no context. I haven't tried Dr Pepper Zero, but the diet Dr Pepper tastes just like regular Dr Pepper. I don't agree with that, and a lot of people say that, and I, think I don't it think it does. tastes the same. You know what? I think I, it tastes different. Yeah. And that's because you hate hating Christensen. That's why. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna be a recurring theme in this episode. Here's a five minute tangent on. I think that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be like the name of the episode. Eric hates Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. (laughs) Hayden Christensen almost made me stop watching films altogether. Oh my gosh! Come on. That's how. That's how I feel about him. And if you're listening, Hayden Christensen, this is not a knock against you as a human. It's just you know the the acting is not the greatest. That's oh, awesome. God. I love I'm gonna this. Laugh. This your is first, why I love this. Your first show. like hundred million dollar budget movie, Eric, and your lead star they're gonna hand you is gonna they're be like Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Christensen. He's like, he's like and I'm, gonna say, I'm getting Steve Martin. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm literally gonna be like, I appreciate that, but we can save millions of dollars if I just ask Derek or Tomas to do it. <laughs> That's what I would oh, probably. Oh gosh, I would. Anyway, not. sorry, I sorry for the. It depends on how much you're going to pay me. Anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I've never tangent. tried. I've never tried Dr. Pepper's. I, I got to please look for do it. Now. Please do it now. But anyway, all right, you got you guys ready to jump in? You want me to just, just do it? Talking? Oh, before before you before you get to that, I want to say one thing: is that one of the biggest things that makes this me makes me feel so happy about this episode is that not only is Derek seen the episode but he's gonna have to fucking relive the moments again in this, can't episode, wait. this, in this show like he wait. saw Why? the movie and now he has to relive 
every single story. All I think I'm coming down with a cough. <laughs> I need to go. I'm out. So, on that word, Eric, go ahead and give us the synopsis, brother. No where, where are you getting? Where are you getting the synopsis from? By the way, uh, my synopsis is from IMDb. Of course, um, a good a good resource for films. Yes. Uh, yes. If you guys have never heard of it. <laughs> but- <laughs> But anyway, woke um, up today. The first yeah. time ever. <laughs> yeah, you, this is your first day on Earth. I was I was born yesterday, so yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Um, so and the happy film birthday, I everyone. <laughs> yay, yay. <laughs> Indeed. So the film I chose was called XX, and uh, the synopsis is: it's a new horror anthology with a gender twist. All segments will be helmed by female directors and star female leads. The directors have been given free creative reign without budget and time restraint constraints sorry but all of the segments themselves will involve the horror genre and that is the synopsis and since i chose this movie um i would like to choose who goes first if that's okay and talk about it and i would also like to if i if it's okay um go story by story instead of just saying going through the whole thing i would say let's each talk about each story because i think we all have a lot to say yes Um, queen but I would like to start with Derek, if that's yes. okay. Oh, no, no. You know, you know, maybe we should ask Derek what his favorite and go with that one. That I'm okay with that too. I love that idea, Tomas. Awesome. Let's I do it. That's what we do. It's collaboration. This is a collaborative environment here. Okay. Derek. Yeah, I'm so, glad I'm here. <laughs> I, I will tell you that I had a terrible time watching these movies. Poor sir. And <laughs> I'm That's sorry. fair. It's fair. I my chicken shit. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I am already mentally suppressing these, okay? <laughs> so you're going to have to remind me because I'm going to go through the ones I remember and I know I'm going to have forgotten at least one. Well, wait, hold on. What's a segment that you remember most yeah, fondly? Yeah, which one's the one that you like the most? That stands that you out like, the most. That you, that you said, this one I'm okay with. Or, or just like this one. Okay. Is, this, one effect, one? this one affected me the most. Yeah. Do you know which one? What? It was when the little dollhouse put the little hummingbird that's into not the even, that's, not the, that's not even one of the movies. That's not it the is. intermediate so segment. I'm glad no. he said that, but just oh before he before we go any further for <laughs> the people listening, for the people listening, this is spoilers. This fil- this film is an anthology, so it's got four short stories involved, but between the stories, they have these segments of really, really kind of strange and cryptic um, stop motion yeah. animation. And um, it was really kind of cool to watch sometimes because there's a lot of weird stuff going on. But it has really nothing to do with the rest of nothing the film. At all. <laughs> so at all. Um, that's what obviously creeped him out the most. But unfortunately, Derek, that's not what we asked you. No, well, that's my favorite scene in the movie. That was my favorite scene. That was let's, also let's, the last scene of the movie let's, before let's, they rolled the credits. Let's right. specify. Yeah. Let's go ahead and be specific. Of the four stories, which is the one that affected you the most? Not the one you liked, because you won't like any of them. The one that what? affected me the most? Yeah. Yes. That's okay. That's there, was, there was the first one. Make sure I've got this. There's the first one where... No, no, no. The, I'm going to tell you. No, 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 Listen. No, no. listen. I'm going to tell you the names of them, just so you so you have it. Just pick one and start. This isn't hard, Derek. Yeah, Derek. <laughs> this is not hard I don't even, I want to make sure I remember all, all right, of them. So, so the so box the, is the, box. the first one. Okay. okay the yeah. second one was the birthday party. The third one was Don't Fall. Mm -hmm. And the fourth one was Her Only Living Son. Okay. I remember them all. Cool. Okay. Okay, So 
the one that affected me the most was the first one, uh, the, box, the box. I think you said it was called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I almost passed out. <laughs> Why do you say that? Oh, word. No, I I started to. I got cold sweats. I started seeing white lights, and then I had to <laughs> horizontal on the floor. I was sitting in a chair, and I had to lay down. Oh my okay? god! Why this guy? Yeah. It was the scene where they were eating their yeah. mother. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and and it, it was it was rough up to that point, but then that happened, and I was like, "Oh no!" What did and Betsy the say? That what they did Betsy say? What did in their Betsy mouth, say? I was like, "I'm out." Did this Betsy watch it with you? Did Betsy watch she it? Did. With she did. She did watch it with me. Was she was she your your like pillar of strength to hold on to while no, you were she dealing was with on the other side of the room? I didn't want anyone around me. I don't want anyone <laughs> to move or breathe or touch or like shake me or something. I will piss myself. Oh it is my not okay. God. This guy, this guy, man, this boy, dude, he's like, wow. Wow. So do you, why don't you give a breakdown of what the story is about, Derek, and then talk yeah. about how you felt about it. So it starts off, and I, I think this is exactly the first scene. They're on the subway. Yes. Um, a mother, daughter, um, and son. The, the son is the youngest of the two. And uh, they're all just sitting on the subway. They're riding somewhere to go somewhere. And the son is sitting next to a stranger, a guy, a little older gentleman, and he's got a box on his lap. And it's wrapped up kind of like a Christmas present or a birthday present. And the son, being nosy, he's a kid. He's probably, what do you think, 10 or so? 10 maybe, yeah. 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 Um, He asks the stranger, hey, what's in the box? And the mother says, no, that's rude. Don't ask that. Leave that man alone, blah, blah. Let him mind his own business. And the man's like, no, I don't mind. And he cracks open the box. The son looks in. And we never actually learn what the son saw. But whatever it is that he saw put the thought into his mind that he would never consume food again. He just wasn't going to eat ever. He just stopped eating. And it wasn't like he even cared about being hungry. He just decided to stop. And then eventually he told his sister and his sister had the same mindset, almost like she had been infected by a disease. And then eventually, um, I think it was the son that told the dad Mm -hmm. and the dad picked up the same thing. And slowly, all three of them died in front of the mother's eyes. Like, she basically watched them wither away to the point that they just died in the hospital. Um, Except there's a scene where the parents go to sleep and they're in bed and it's kind of a top-down shot. It's, I mean, kind of well-suited for the angle that we're at. But it immediately cuts to a close-up of the mother's face, again, top-down, laying down. and she Except now she's laying on the dinner table, and Dad and the children are carving her like a turkey and eating her, not cooked, like just dripping blood. Straight raw, baby. And they're excited to eat this food. They, They haven't eaten in months, and they are excited to eat this. And then the next scene, it's like they're at Christmas, and nothing ever happened. No one got eaten. It was all a dream. It didn't really happen, and we don't really know because they don't really clarify any of it. That's it. So what did you feel about the story? It was terrifying. It was awful. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. I don't want any more of it. And I'm out. And then, of course, and then, but also then after the Christmas scene, everybody dies. And the mom stays alive. Yep. Yeah, you missed that part. And she, yeah. her journey was that her life's goal is to find that man that showed her son what was in that box so she can know what happened. And she goes to the same subway train station every, every day, day and rides a train to try to find this man. To find this guy who had the box. 
So, I mean, it, it, the minute I saw the scene, I'll tell you right now, the minute I saw the scene, I thought it was great because even though it had that one scene, it didn't even need that scene where they were eating her. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a great add-on. I mean, it just kind of, it just, it just, it added to the story. It wasn't that it was, it didn't detract from the story. It added because, because in her mind, they, in her mind, she's thinking these people must be ravenous. And her mind is just wandering. Like she's, she, she's supposed to be feeding her family and they're not eating what she's giving them to eat. So in her mind, it's like, you have to give them everything, give them of yourself kind of thing do you i mean am i, am I just reading into it too much no I don't know. no i love that because open to interpretation yeah no. i think i think all of these and i'll i'll, I'll say this now, i think all of these stories are allegories yeah okay? and i'm gonna give you what i feel like each one of the allegories is from my perspective when it's my turn but i totally agree with that sentiment that you just said there that's what i got out of that scene so, and, and, and i liked and, it and, i thought it was I, cool the first thing i thought and i'm so stupid it's just it's just my mind as a movie person the minute i saw i i saw the kid look in the box i just thought of the movie seven and i yeah, just I mean, heard me too. I, oh I heard, so did i i heard the brad, box? exactly yeah. i heard brad pitt in my head what's in the box yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> for sure but but yeah no it's just it was just it was just wild to see just that like like he looked in the box and then everything changed. And he told his sister, and you knew that it she turned right when he told her. You could see she turned, and then he told his dad, and his dad turned, and it was just like, and it was just nuts after that point. Mm. It was great. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was like you this liked it, perfect. I liked it a lot, actually. Okay, good. good. It wasn't I my did, favorite I, though. It wasn't my favorite. It, know, so. it wasn't my favorite either, but I really did enjoy that. I one, enjoyed so. it. Yeah. I'll give you a breakdown of what I wrote down here. And one of the, one of the notes here that I feel like I should tell you guys is that I said the dad is an amazing cook. Yes. I don't <laughs> I don't turn down ribs because no. the and, and I said this movie has some beautiful shots of of the food. Um, the compositions are flawless, and they need to hire the cinematographer for food shows because, like, they did such a good job Dude, of portraying how good God. the food looked. Every you know? time the food showed up, I was like, "That's damn good." The pizza? Yep. He's like, "I, I made pizza. Man, it's your favorite." I'm like, "I'm like, what does this dad do for a living? Oh, yeah, is he like was, a stay at home dad?" I know. I wish I had a parent <laughs> that cooked like that. It like, was like every night, but those ribs were amazing. I know. So th- I wrote this. Um, and I'll just read it to you. I might as well, because I, I feel like it is the best way to, to portray what my thoughts were. But I said, um, overall, I'm going to go out on a limb saying this film has to do with the death. This is okay, guys, I'm about to get super deep with Let's the do allegories. it, man. Let's I do like it. I like allegory films. So I Let's look for everything that that I could find. And this Let's is what it. I found. It's not a nerd. We do the same thing with Star Wars and everything. I know. <laughs> I know. Just go, you man. Do. That's why that's why we, that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why I brought you in, man, because you bring <laughs> that extra level of nerd dumb and and film dumb. There Perfect. you go. There you go, dude. So um I said overall I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say the film has to do with the death of the white American family, with our country's increased diversity and the lack of color, metaphorically and literally, of yeah. a single race, and how morose and boring it is, and how it how this is not something that can or will continue, and we need to seek out diversity to survive. The dream was a cool addition because it also showed the longing for family. Uh, to eat was so heavy that she would sacrifice herself for that. I'm glad they showed this because it shows how much she cared because there was points where I was like, the mom seems like she doesn't care. But the reason why the rest of the film did that is because if you look at that film and how it was laid out, it was literally whitewashed. Every character in the film was white. It was perfect. It looked like the nuclear family. 
but it was just deteriorating from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was done on purpose. It wasn't a film that was like, oh, we need to have all all white characters. It was so, totally done on purpose because the rest of the film is pretty diverse. So for me to see that, I was like, this is what it means to me. This is just my my interpretation of it. Doesn't mean it's right. I didn't look up any other interpretations of it. I don't even know if they're out there. But I purposely didn't before I talked to you guys because I wanted to see how you felt about my crazy ideas here. <laughs> that I, was, I, I can, I can see, I can see that for the simple fact that, you know, like, yeah. Cause I mean, halfway through the story, there's that scene where the dad is like, you don't give a shit about the kids kind of thing. That conversation at dinner and she's still eating. So it, it, it also is kind of a, it, it, it may be a weird, you know, talk on, you know, you know, American society where, where it doesn't matter what, goes through us we're gonna still consume consumership is still gonna be there consumption is something that's gonna happen no matter what even if everyone around us is not doing that that's we're gonna also continue a great that's also a really awesome way to look at it like that's why i like films like these because you can take any interpretation like i didn't even think about it that way that's yeah. a great way to think about it too because i mean i mean here's the thing so like here's what i live what i love about horror this is what i love about horror and sci-fi is that they are so much more politically and socially, um, I guess you could say prevalent. Uh, I'm trying I'm, the word. Uh, the word escapes me, but conscious, socially conscious than what people think. There's always a meaning behind it. Like, mm. like you know, with you know, case in point, like with Star Wars, it was about you know fascism. You know, the fall of fascism because we all know the empire were Nazis. I mean, we could, you can basically tell they're fucking Nazis. They're dressed like Nazis. Everything was modeled that way. Everything was modeled. Yes, we understand because George Lucas is a boomer and he grew up, you know, during that time period. We all get that. But I mean, that also is supposed to represent, you know, his appearance of what fascism reveals. You know what I mean? And so with this story, with like what horror and sci fi do, do, especially with this movie, with this this, uh, story, I mean, there's different things. There's like mothers, you know, what they feel, what they want to do to protect their family. They want to feed them whatever they need to do so that their family survives. And then, of course, you could go deeper. Like we talked about, like I just mentioned with, you know, consumption and the way that American society is all about the consumption of either products or food or what you see on TV. Everything in our society is based on consumption and consumption. It's funny to me how you guys have these two really well thought perspectives on what this movie stands for. And Derek just and couldn't. I couldn't get past the fact that I was terrified. <laughs> that was it. It was sheer terror, and I was out. That was it. No, no, and, and, and it's it is it, that's what it's made to do. It's made to scare, but on a whole level, it's supposed to make you think. Okay, what did I just what did I just see? I, Derek. So I I think that you are in the same boat as a lot of people. And I think that you could probably see it if you weren't so damn terrified, you know, and you're so, that's so easy to stare. Yeah. But you have to look at it this way too. I don't like horror films for the most part. Most of them I don't like. Okay. I'm okay. There's something about this film that I liked because I realized that all of these are allegories and they're not all just like straightforward horror films. And I think that there's a lot of films that I missed out on that are horror films. That is what Tomas is saying that they're all, you know, there's something that is it's, it's like art imitating life and 
finding something deeper within there that that it, it means something else, you know? So, and I think I've missed out on a lot of them because of that. And I'm going to probably start watching a little bit more. Now, when, I'm not talking that, you know, I'm not talking that this is like at the same level of like Slumber Party Massacre. No, yeah, no, no, no. No, I, I, yeah, no, I'm fine. But I'm saying like, I'm saying like yeah. the, the, the good ones, like It, where they're yeah. going to have something where those directors are looking for you. Yes, they're looking to scare you, but they're also looking to show you something just a little bit deeper. Yep. And I could see that this film, and I didn't look how much it grossed or anything, but I could see that this film was overlooked or people didn't like it. I didn't even look at the ratings for it. Um, I could see that 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 probably happened quite a bit because people were probably looking to watch just a straight up horror film. Or yeah, like I mean, short no, horror here's, stories. Here's, here's, there's it's, no budget here. There's no budget, yeah. So it's opening weekend domestically here in the States was $6,200. Worldwide gross was fifty five six sixty eight. Uh domestically it made thirty thousand dollars here in the States. Yeah, that's that's really poor number. That's like outrageously poor numbers. But I could see why it wasn't a hundred percent it's not a mass audience kind of no, film, for sure. No, it's not. And it's not like a masterpiece by any way, shape, no, or form. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah, it's, but... a, it's an anthology story for you to sit down and just watch. And I understand that it's a movie that's it's an X movie and there's not a lot of X movies, so we have to choose something. And it's there. But it wasn't a bad choice overall, I think so, Eric, in my opinion. So it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, are, you want to keep talking about it, or are you you're good to go? On oh this no, I, I I think I hit all the points on on the box. Do you um do you want to just hit the next story? Just go in order since you picked the box first. We could just go to the birthday party. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the birthday party because that was actually my favorite one. Me too, Tomas. My, look at my, us. Look at, we're it's like a couple tw- buddies here. Just, a, just twinsies. Just twinsies. And then there's Derek who yeah. barely watched it. <laughs> yeah, so, so, Thanks for coming, Derek. So the birthday party was... <laughs> I appreciate you joining us on our... Because we're showing up in silence. <laughs> yes, on, on our little trip. So I was looking... Okay, so this is a case in fact. There's a little bit of trivia in IMDb about this, about that specific story. So in... Uh, in the birthday party, there's a scene, there's a part in the in the in the movie where she fixes like a taxidermy, like a stuffed cat, like she just rearranges it. That's Danny Elfman's cat. Oh wow! Frisky. What? Wow. So, yes, that's, that's a deep da- cut. That's it's in IMDb. I'm not gonna deny it. It's, I just read it on IMDb, but that is apparently is Danny Elfman's taxidermy cat named Frisky. Wow. Wait, we're talking about the, the composer guy, right? Yes, yes. That's composer. The Danny, that's the only Danny, Danny Elfman yes. in, in the industry. I'm just making sure. Yes, that's singing, the only one I know. <laughs> you know, lead singer of Oingo Boingo. Yep. And, Oingo and Boingo, that's right. Singing voice of, uh, he's he's the singing voice of... Uh, Jack Skeleton. Ja- yes, yeah. I mean, he's all over the place. Good, he's genius, musical genius. Uh, so yeah, so he, that's his cat. But so the birthday, the birthday party. Okay, so the birthday party was, I thought it was a great piece of dark humor. Oh, and yeah. it was also painful to a certain degree because you had a character, a mom who was a stay-at-home mother of uh, probably a pretty rich guy, thinking that you know, and, and and you can see that her life isn't amazing, but she's content, I guess, to a certain degree, and very wealthy. Very wealthy because we have this lady who is, I guess, her maid, nanny or something. Yeah, I don't know who, but that hair, that helmet hair, is just out of this world. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you guys a little story. So when I was in college, I did a class called Intro to Improvisational Acting. The Uh-oh. lady who was my teacher, she was this lady. She had the same type of hair, but it was so much bigger. 
Like she looked like she had the helmet from like Spaceballs. Like it was like that guy. Like <laughs> like the, the main. You know what I mean? But she was great, and she was like a a, a bean pole. She was super skinny, much skinnier than this lady was. Um, but anyway, reminds so- me of Etna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Edna mode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I'm glad you guys got yes, it. Yes, yes. Edna mode and guest. Anyway, so but but anyway, so I I I thought it was just kind of it was very I was kind of like sad to watch because her like the way she was like talking, she like loves her daughter and and uh and you realize that I guess I guess they can't have children because her daughter was African American. Uh, you know, so she's like, I guess she adopted her or something, which isn't a bad thing. It's just, it was just there. You know what I mean? So you don't see because you just saw the box, which is all white. And then you see a blended family, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, and so they, uh, they have this birthday party for the daughter and she, and that birthday party is going to happen come hell or high water. Come like, hell or high water. Exactly. Yep. She's, she's, no matter if there's a dead this man. This is going down. And then she meets, she sees, she finds out that her husband did come home and she goes to see her husband and he's in the office and he's dead. So it's like this weird, like weekend at Bernie's kind of scene happening where she's got to like drag him around the house and no one can see her. And oh, dude, it was just, it was mind boggling to me. And then she, and then I just, and then when the, the talking panda showed up, I mean, there was a couple things, but let's just, let's just start there that she has to like hide this guy. Because no, she you doesn't call the police. That's no, what you do. no, you know you what? You know what? Body. Here's the thing. Here's she the thing. was Before, doing. A, yeah, we're missing the point. Is that we're missing the, the, the point. reason why she did it is because she was not going to ruin her daughter's birthday party. I am keeping this kid, yes. this man's death, a secret until after this party happens. Now, That's granted, spoiler alert, didn't work out. She still no. fucking fucked up she her kid for life. Plain sight, but she had Thank to. You. I think that was once she got to the point where she no, had given up. You need to put more locks on your doors. I think she and had some walls and not windows. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that's that's your, that's a problem. If you live in a house that's postmodernistic bullshit architecture, it's all glass. Then, yes, it's glass all glass. Walls. No, no, no. Give me walls, buddy. Give me walls so I can hide shit from people. But either way, it. She tried to. She was doing her best to protect her daughter on her birthday. I would have literally. Kept him in that room, closed the blinds, shut the door, locked the door, and kept him in the fucking room. Nobody was going to walk in there ever. That's what I would have done. I mean, I probably would have just called the ambulance. Yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. The ambulance but, doesn't ruin a party. Okay. Yeah, you 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 guys don't have kids. <laughs> you don't. Ruin I mean, I thought about I thought about a child's birthday party. I have two girls. I have two girls, and if I showed up dead, I hope my wife hides my body until well, the next I mean, day. <laughs> I can't wait for you to hear what I, my thoughts are about this but, based on what but, you just said. But I just thought it was great. The whole the whole part at the end when they're blowing the candles and she's looking at his dead body across the table, and then he falls on the cake. I'm like, I'm like in slow mo in my head. I'm like, oh no! And then all of a sudden they pull the head off, and he like he just is dead. He's like, oh my god! And she's just there, like, no, oh fuck it, who cares? <laughs> yep. And Did anybody else notice how she's like basically in a nightgown the entire time? Yes, yes, she is in yes. a nightgown the whole time, hundred percent. Because she wasn't planning on staying in that. She was going to get changed, but her her plans got <laughs> fuck. completely yeah. <laughs> completely sidewinded so she had to go somewhere else but uh yeah give me your thoughts give me your thoughts Derek Eric yeah go ahead Derek no go ahead Derek I'll let you go first um okay so 
honestly, after watching the first one, I was a little gun shy. <laughs> this is and like kept, the most the most unviolent one of all of them. <laughs> and I kept thinking some shit was going to jump out at me, but as as the movie progressed, um, and it didn't it didn't seem like anything was going to happen, and they were actually throwing some jokes in there every once in a while that made me chuckle a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I kind of got the feeling that they probably weren't going to have anything jump out and be like the sec, like the third film, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I don't know, man. I just thought every like many gag scary movies, um, you keep saying, "No, don't open that door. No, don't go out there. No, why would you go in here? Why would you do it that way? No, don't." So it was a lot of that. Like, no, why, why are you moving the body? Close the windows. Call the ambulance. What are you all doing? All that makes perfect sense to me. It's, it's, all those questions you were asking, I was too. You're just you're just like a you're just like Jamie Kennedy and Scream, dude. Why are you going that way? Don't go that way. That's an idiot idea. Stop it. Did you find it scary? Because I didn't think this one was scary. I no. thought it was dark humor and um, a dark storyline, but like it wasn't. It was scary. scary. It wasn't scary in the sense as the same first one. It was. I was still on edge thinking that some shit was going to happen. But if I had just started with just this film and seen only this, then yeah, I probably would have enjoyed this. It would have been very funny to me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I didn't feel like the first one was very scary either. And I didn't think this one was very scary, but Hmm. I just think it's funny that you were terrified by the first one. I think, really I think dude, I think he was passed out. Dude. I think he was terrified of the first one just for the simple fact that there's people eating somebody. And clearly, he's never seen ravenous. So yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. Probably not. You probably shouldn't. If you almost passed out, so why I never watched party. Walking Dead? I don't do like eating human stuff. Not yeah. not for me. Sorry. Fair enough. Fair I enough. I can see that, Eric. What what what, what do you think, bro? Talk to me. So um, I'll I'll read my thoughts here again, and I typically probably will not do this every time. It's just I feel like there's a lot going on. <laughs> okay, so, so um, so first the first thing that I wrote down here is that Melanie Linsky is the main actress in this one and she's from new zealand and she's been in a lot of stuff and she's great she's a very good actress i'm a big fan of her i'm glad that she was in this it was it was really cool to see her but also too it says i wrote here this lady has the strength of 15 men to carry a dead body the way that she did because she carried that body around the house like like no problem it's how bad how hard it is to carry dead weight it's insanely hard it's that new zealand upbringing man it's where it's her life it's it's, it's her life on a sheep farm you never know yeah dude she's got the strength (laughs) of an ox so um what i wrote here is i said this was interesting this was an interesting piece to me it's a piece about fitting in with the joneses and how parents these days do whatever they can do to make sure their children are happy but in the end it may cause serious trauma instead of just being honest it has a lot to do with entitlement and why this generation is the way it is all of this could have been avoided if the main character just accepted what happened canceled the party instead of trying to look good for the neighborhood and her daughter it also has a lot to do with being an alienated family member because she obviously feels distant from her husband which they showed throughout that film several times and she's also treated poorly by him and the nanny who is a morose bland mean woman that's my notes. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, and and I totally agree with you on that front. And 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 it's like the it's just like the first story in the sense that it's supposed to represent something more than it is. Yes, there's that there's that underlying story of the of her finding her husband dead, but then there's other things there because 
what does he do? He's probably some high ranking executive in some company and she's living the life of, you know, a stay at home mom. Like but a trophy she still wife. Got, like a trophy wife, but she still got the nanny because she's, because what she's wearing is a, you know, a low cut nightgown. It's not like it's not like one of these like we call it like what the Cubans call batilongo, which is some house dress you know fucking wearing around the house. It doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Like a house, like a nightgown. But she's wearing mm-hmm. she's wearing a very a very slinky, uh, silky nightgown, and it's and her robe is open. So she you know she's got the body to flaunt, but you know you have this nanny who totally judges her, and she knows that she's being judged. You know, and then of course you have the neighbor come by who's probably, she's probably the head of the fucking PTA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's just, like you said, she's just trying to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. There's a, it's obviously a very wealthy neighborhood. It's a wealthy family and she wants to look good for everyone around her. She wants to make sure her child gets her birthday. But at the end, remember when they were playing all those credits and it said yeah. like, this was the reason for her yes, trauma and yes. having, you know, her seven year old uh, birthday trauma. Yeah, it yeah, was. It, it was very funny addition with the credits at the end. But I think that was the part that really point that stuck out to me is that I feel like that there is this level of entitlement happening mm-hmm. uh, with children, especially in parents keeping up with, True. you know, the neighborhood and the Joneses. For but real. also, I think we lie to our kids to protect them when really sometimes doing that makes things worse. And I think every generation does that. It's not just this one. You know, I think there's a lot of things that, excuse me, my parents could have told me that would have been better for me just to know at the time, you know? I I get that. And and as a parent, I will tell you that there are things that we do keep away from our kids because it's just, it's at, at this point in time, we feel like, you know they should know, and and it's probably wrong in certain cases that, that we feel that we we don't trust them enough to know. But at this point, you know, you just think, okay, we, we just got to kind of hold back because, like, there are certain things that that we that I know as far as my family is concerned that I don't want them to know the, all the details. I give them a little taste, just a little bit of information, just to make sure that they're okay, and then I'm, I hold everything back because I don't want them to know the nitty gritty because they shouldn't. They're yeah, children. You don't you, you don't you don't want to kill that level of innocence with them. Do you know what I mean? And so that makes perfect sense. It, but and in but this it, case, yes, though, right. it's a dead father. Like, <laughs> yes, just yes. cancel the party. Call the ambulance. You know, For like real. that's you know. <laughs> like I mean, I just I like I really felt like. I was watching like the horror version of We Kid That Birdies. I was waiting for them. I was waiting for her to drag him into the pool and have him sitting on a floaty for the rest of the party. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, I was just one thing that I did notice, and I thought that was really strange. You were talking about the aspects of entitlement, but then the way that they were dressed and the way that everything was set up in the, in the movie almost felt like, like that fifties nonlinear, sorry, that fifties linear type of like style Whereas like post World War was very clean lines, everything was clean, everything was uh, like everything in its place and a place for everything kind of thing. So it was just it that kind of shit makes me unnerved because it's, it's just like perfect. yeah, because it just it I, I, you you shouldn't be. It should have there should be some 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 level of disarray in your life. And it's I think that's how the house was. I think yeah. that fits into the idea of fitting in with the Joneses and having exactly. everything perfect. And that was exactly. part of, I think the reason why the nanny hated her too. Cause remember she made that one statement where she's like, your mom's probably fixing a picture frame somewhere, exactly you know, straightening a picture frame. So yeah. I think that was all on purpose, of course. Exactly. And uh, yeah, that fits in there. I, I thought it was funny. 
I thought it was dark, yes. you know, um, I appreciated the story and I appreciated again that I had to think about what I felt like this was about. I like movies that are like that. Yeah. And I like that. I felt that way about the first two for sure. For sure, dude. All right. So Derek, you good, man. Are you all right? Yeah. Are you, yeah. You're, you're, not, you're not, you're not having like PTSD trauma or something not like from that. this one. No, this one wasn't all that bad. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on. Well, let's to talk the about fucking don't, don't fall. fall. Let's talk about Don't Fall, Derek, which Derek. is probably the, the most violent of the four. <laughs> yes, yes. Start well, with Derek. Go ahead, buddy. Please, Derek. Fortunately, we're going to start with Derek on every single story. Sometimes yes. when things are just a little bit too scary for a two-year-old, they just cover their eyes. Oh, don't tell me you did that. Did you do that? Did you do that? When, when the creature was crawling uh, through that back window... I had none of that. Not, oh, not for me. God. Yeah. Oh, and I man. still don't even get it. Like, there's some kind of, is it like a, like a haunted, like, sacred land and that demon comes out? And I don't know why we even talked to you about this shit, dude. So you didn't even watch the darn story, Derek, did you? I watched all of it up to that part. <laughs> God. And then I was God. mostly listening, honestly. <laughs> all right. So this one actually was probably, it was... It was probably the most horror, horror of them all. I mean, it had all the tropes, basically. You had four friends that go camping and they ask, you find out that apparently their campsite was told to them by somebody at a gas station. I mean, it's totally like super tropey of all the stories. It's the most tropey out of all of them. Um, But the cool thing that you find out is that is like, the the campsite they're at apparently is inhabited by I guess some Native American like vengeful spirit of some kind because they find some like like you know like cave painting type petroglyphs as they call them petroglyphs and they look like they're in blood but you know it's, you could say it's red paint but it looks like blood because it looks coppery um uh bronzy but. I mean, it's just you have the four friends and one of them, you know, is kind of kind of like the odd man out. It's just the sister of one of the dudes. And she goes out and she gets essentially possessed by this weird Native American demon. And like uh, morphed into something else. Yeah. So it's it's and and it's funny because this one the one that's the end of the tropes because usually usually the virgin survives and no he did not he was dead yeah that's true he didn't, <laughs> he didn't survive you know and so it was just it was like I don't really see any social aspect of this one I just see oh the, I do my you friend do? awesome okay yeah. because I couldn't see it now that you, if you tell me something I'll probably be like you know I do see that now but like in the moment. The other two were, were 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 pretty apparent to me. This one, I just couldn't see the social aspect of it. But it's probably um, something like their social deeds haunt them. Their decisions come after them, or some stupid <laughs> fucking horror film. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, either way, you salty, bro. Them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she kills them, but we don't know what happens to her specifically. You know what I mean? Like she kills everybody there. The coolest scene, I thought. Was was a cool shot. Was that the friend had fallen? It goes into the box, and then you start hearing the Jumanji drums playing. (laughs) (laughs) When her girlfriend, you know, her girlfriend falls off the side of the little ravine, and bro, when she broke her leg, that was the funniest sound because, like, that's a cartoon fucking sound. 
Brock, you know what I mean? Like it was like I was waiting for her to do one of those slide whistles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting for them to use like as soon as it happens, like, why didn't they just use a Wilhelm scream? I mean, for real. Like I was just like, you know, ah, you know. But when she when they showed her leg, I knew I was like, Derek probably passed out right now. When he saw that part. Or now that you tell me, you probably had your eyes covered the whole way. I, I was watching that part when she fell, and I saw her leg when they showed it again, you know, when she was at the bottom. Yes. And then I did not – I looked away whenever she looked up to see what blood was dripping on her from whatever. Yes. Yeah, but but yeah. I thought that was a cool shot when they – when as far as the director aspect of it, when she was sitting there upright. And, of course, you know, it's an easy shot to do, but yeah. you're realizing that – this fucking chick is now literally walking down the side of her vein. Of her yeah, vein it's, it's like a her. 90 degree angle too. Yeah, so. <laughs> so which is great. But Eric, let me hear your notes on this. So um, I liked this one. I, I also like this. This did fall along the lines again of like a classic horror movie. Yeah. I like the other ones. This is probably my least favorite of them because yeah, it is too. the one that falls in line the most. It and, was the tropiest um, one. It had all the tropes. Yeah, yeah. And so to me I wasn't as nuts about it, but I did like the idea of trying to figure out what the allegory was or at least coming up with what mine was. And again, this might be a reach, but I'm this is what I this is what I came up with. I said this one is an allegory to me that signified the idea of land being invaded. It signifies us taking sacred land, which in this film is America, and destroying everything, making it their own, including the mass murdering of Native Americans and their rituals and beliefs. I think the four main characters in this film attribute to that. The first one being the spreading of disease. The one girl gets infected with the demon and then starts on her rampage. The second one is being thrown out of their land or being forced into a different culture, which is uh, the part where the brother gets thrown through the window into the van with the other two people. Okay. And then the third one is being cornered innocently and attacked like what happened to the guy, the, the virgin guy, the brown-headed dude. The last one is being once you're crippled or diseased or broken, you're complete. That's when you're completely eradicated. I may, I may be thinking too deep, or I might be right on, or I may be completely wrong. This is just my thoughts. That's what I wrote. <laughs> so, a writing lot of essays over here. That's for what I cast. I, I love it. I mean, well, I can see that. I can see that because the thing is, is that of of the four people. Okay, so you had you had the four different personalities. You had uh, the main girl was Gretchen, and you had her brother. I even forgot his fucking name. Yeah, dude. I don't remember the names. But either. he was a douchebag, a hundred percent. And so no, so he 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 was just he was just there, and he just you know he just represented everything that's bad with the culture at that point. You know what I mean? Like he is, he's just like he's a fucking burner stone out. You know. Sure fucking douchebag you know just dude who just wants to fucking party and doesn't really give a fuck and he's just like he like kind of represents like the bad aspect of like millennials at this point you know what i mean you know he's just i don't even think it's just millennials it's got to be anybody who's just kind of disregarding the people around them right the traditions or the culture or the environment or whatever it is around them he's just he's just totally disregard it he's just like looking to have a good time and he doesn't give a fuck what he does and he's just like you know i need to just i just want to have fun and Mm -hmm. get in this fucking camper and see where i can fucking roll with it you know what i mean so he just kind of represents that and then you had of course the the 
the you had Gretchen who kind of represented kind of like a, a sense of normalcy for mm-hmm. the whole group. She she represented everything that was just kind of like normal in society that what we what we deem to be normal, Gretchen. And mm-hmm. um and then of course then you had uh her girlfriend who was just trying to keep the peace, just trying to have an enjoyable vacation with her and you know and the rest of the people just just so they could spend the time together and enjoy a vacation together. And then you had who I would call the virgin in the group because he was probably he probably was the virgin because I mean, the two girls were gay, but he was probably the virgin in the group where he's just there. He's the friend who just hangs around and wants to be a part of the group and just just comes on whatever he goes through. He go he goes on whatever trip they go. You know what I mean? Like he's one of those mm, He's the tag along. He's a tag along. And which isn't a bad thing. It's just part of the tropes of the whole thing. So it's it's I can see where where there's there's a there's a there's a deeper aspect in regards to the story, but it, it, I mean, I love you, Eric. I just you're really I think you're really pulling at straws here, dude. On this one, <laughs> I mean, how dare you question any of my thoughts? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you're really like it's really like what you considered what he what running throwing a body through a plate glass window could <laughs> means I. Wow. I you're being thrust into you guys, a new. You I guys, mean, you guys obviously don't understand film. Okay. You know, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> this is like you know. This is like the thing I always tell people. Like you know, sometimes the artist, like the director, just fucking wants to do, just fucking watch to watch the world burn, dude. You know what I mean? Like he just. I I agree, but I really don't think that's what this person. I don't is think doing. so either. But, I don't think so either. And again, like around, like I said, mine. I like I said, I, I was gra- I could be grasping at straws, <laughs> straws there, but. That's just what, you know what I like this was. I can, I can tell you exactly what this film is about. Okay, go ahead, Derek. Go ahead. I can, I can tell you. Okay, <laughs> I you've, got, hear this. you've got a I sequence of hear. four. I can't wait to hear this. of four short stories that are branded as a horror film, and not one of them is terrifying by the general populace standard. Mm-hmm. And so they had to throw one in. That's what this one is. Is that are you being sexist? Is that what you're doing? You're being sexist because it's a female what? director. That's what it is. No, every horror God, movie you're horrible, has dude. to appeal. You're so sexist, Derek. The... Oh God! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go I ahead. Can't... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're all by women. I all know. of them. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why. Go ahead. No, no. And just to be clear, I hate them all equally. <laughs> all terrible. Okay. <laughs> All four of these stories are awful. Okay, I'm sure that these directors are just fantastic with other stuff, but these ones were not it. Actually, you know, we want to to, to harken back to the birthday box, the birthday party. Sorry, not the box, the birthday party. Do you know who the director of the birthday party was? It was directed uh, by Annie Clark. Jennifer's body, right, or something? No, like no, that? no, no, no. The director of the movie was Annie Clark. But you know what her you know who you know you know what her stage name is. It's St. Vincent. Get the heck out of here. That's St. Vincent who directed that? Yes, she did. Shut up. Yes, motherfucker. Wow. She and actually that's the was birthday a, one? That's that was the, the birthday, birthday party. One. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her, I'm dude. A big fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. She she was uh she was the she was the direct she was she directed the movie. And she directed that and I think uh the other person because they were that one was directed by two people. It was directed by St. Vincent and somebody called Jovanka Bokovich. They both directed the movie, so that's it. Says, that's it says that Saint Vincent did birthday cake and the birthday party. Vokovic did box. Yes, yeah. So yeah, they both did. It was a directorial debut of both of them. 
And she actually did the music for the movie. Oh, gosh. But either way. Missed the mark, lady. You missed the mark, oh, okay? no, she did not. <laughs> not by any means. And I'm so proud of her, dude, because I love her podcast. Her, uh, her, her Apple Music show is fantastic. It's a fantastic yeah, I show. Think, I think that's great. I didn't know that she made that. That's a good I didn't trivia. know either. I didn't know either. It was great. It was great. What, what, what Apple TV show, whatever, is she doing? St. Vincent. It's a, it's, a, it's a show on Beats 1. So it's, it's it's one of her shows. It's a great show. She does. She had like one show where it was like music to music to to go to camp with, like what she grew up with, music from like the nineties and stuff. And it was great. Like this she, had, is she had a Prince. She had a Prince show that was fucking amazing. After Prince this is died, different than the Bill Murray movie, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 Saint no. Vincent is an is a musical artist. She's a yeah. She's that's got her name. a band. Yeah, it's her band name. That's her oh, name. Okay. And yeah, like no, it's no, her. The I band needed. is her, but the yeah. band is her. Yeah, that's that's her name. That's her like stage name, like Madonna and shit like that. Her name, her stage name is Saint Vincent. Huh. Yeah. So right. she's she's pretty good, man. She's got some good music, but if you, but she has a great like Apple Music show. It's a great show. Um. Anyways. Fair um, Anyway, are we on to the next one? Uh, yeah, uh, I think so. So the last one, Derek's like, I can't get through this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I wanted to harken back. To the box. Let's just go talk about the box again. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding, bro. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> What's in the box? I did think that. You're not alone. <laughs> I just that's all I could hear in my head, dude, was just Brad. I Bay. think if What's anyone if anyone on the planet is hiding something inside a container and I can't see what it is, it could be a cup, you could be trying to crack open an Easter egg or something like that, whatever it is, and I can't see what's in there, I'm going to say what's in the box. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Agreed. Eric, 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 what are you going to – is that going that, to – that's a possibility for your for your number movie because I think you're picking the number this year. Oh, that makes me happy because that's like my <laughs> in my top five movies of all time. I'm really glad so to that's, hear that. You're that's going to do 12 monkeys? Come on. That's a number. That's a number. Anyway, No, man. Right, so- we're getting away from sci-fi for like – every time I do it, I'm not doing sci-fi because it's all <laughs> you guys ever pick. No. There's so many good ones though. <laughs> so I mean he wants he wants he wants you to do like space pirates. That's what he wants you to do with like fucking oh, space with, with, with 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 the guy from Spencer like for Hire. Planet? No, or... like, no, no. It was a movie with the guy from the the eighties Spencer for Hire with uh uh God, what was his name? Fuck me, dude. Now I'm gonna have to look it up. But it was a movie called Space Pirates. It was great. It's such a cheesy like eighties like sci fi flick. Anyways, but I digress. Like which I normally do with crazy ass fucking shit. Wait, All right, okay. so then Derek, space pirates. Oh, we're in going into space pirates. Seven <laughs> is no. a TV show. No, 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 no. Hold on, dude. Anyways, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. But it's either like a way, kids comedy show. No, no, okay. no. Anyways, we're gonna move on to the move to, to the last story. The last Her story was only more... living son. Yeah. All right, Derek, I am. I need to Derek, hear. You go. you go. You go, Derek. What the fuck it is that I watched? Okay, because <laughs> I don't get it. the The son is obviously rebelling, and you think that it's just normal son rebellion shit, but he starts taking people's fingernails. What, <laughs> Derek? Well, I watch why, you don't we, why don't you like explain the, the story? Did they run away from the devil. Is for, that what would for happen? our viewers, why don't you explain the storyline so they know what the hell you're talking about? <laughs> okay. okay, um. It starts off with a a woman talking to a man and you get the sense that she is a mother in trouble and talking to some sort of official. I don't think it's a doctor, actually. It is a doctor, doctor. but it doesn't 
it, to me, it didn't seem super clear. Like she could have just as easily been talking to the police for that matter or witness protection or something like that. Anyway, she's talking about how um, she has a just reason to take her son and flee a man is basically what we know. Right. And then it does like one of those, I think that did like a cut like 18 years later or some shit like that. Um, the, the son is easily in high school. He's probably junior, senior age. And um, he's kind of rebelling and he doesn't really communicate with her. He lashes out a lot and he gets in trouble at school for ripping a girl's fingernails off. Does he get in trouble though, Derek? Not really. They bring in his mom and the, the mother of the daughter uh, who who had her nails removed accidentally, I suppose. Um, <laughs> I don't think it was an accident. Wait, was it an accident though? Yeah, yeah. Was it? I don't think, I don't think I it mean, was an accident. That's what you say out loud because no one in the right mind does that on, <laughs> in, intentionally. Like, unless, unless you're, you're this uh, kid. Unless yeah. you're Jeffrey Dahmer, maybe. Anyway, so... Um, the principal basically shrugs off the claims like, yeah, but he's kind of great. So we're just going to let him do what he wants. And then the mom leaves pissed off. Rightfully so, mind you. Like, I'd expect that kid to be beat two weeks from Sunday at least, right? I mean, that's what I would have gone through. I'd have been my ass tore up for years. So, like, then they're like, oh, well, your son's special. And the and that, mother realizes there's a problem here. Sorry, not to cut you off, but there's a mother, yeah. like in the scene where the principal's telling her, like, oh, it's and just a mistake. And the teacher and the teacher. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, he just made a mistake or it's not a big deal. And then they were even victim blaming. Yeah, they were victim blaming in it too. And the mother's sitting there the whole time, like, this is out of control. Like this doesn't make yeah. any sense. And the mother oh, even says, "You he guys need trouble. to do something about this because this is not okay." Sorry, yep. continue, Derek. Just exactly. To point yeah, she's out. pissed off because her son did this terrible thing and should be in some deep shit right now and isn't. Nobody seems to give a fuck. Everybody seems to think that he can just do whatever he wants because he's the golden child to some extent, and they hint at it in a creepy way. That's like they've been yeah. brainwashed. And so mom, at some point, sneaks into her son's room and finds a box under his bed. And you'd think it was porno mags if he was a normal kid, but it's not. It's it's nails. It's fingernails and toenails that he's torn off of people and things, I suppose. Um, well, hold on. Before you move forward, you we have that scene with the with the principal. Uh, the squirrel. But then oh, we have the scene, then we have the scene outside where she's doing the laundry and the mailman shows up. Who's been hitting on her for eighteen been, years? Been hitting on her for eighteen years, and he says something crazy like he all of a sudden he tells her the father's coming to reclaim him, kind of thing. And at that point, you're like, "What the fuck am I been watching?" Like, because because. In my head, I'm thinking about the mailman's part of a cult. It feels yes, like yeah, it's crazy. And, He's obsessing yes, on the other yes. side. And because we had just seen the principal and the teacher act super weird, like they don't want to do anything because he's special. And then we have everything happening with this kid, and he shows up that night. That night before, he rips the nails out. That girl rips, shows up the night before, and he runs to his room and he leaves a trail of blood. And you're like, and he you're ripped like, his own nails off. He and just, just had to do it. And you're just like you're you're looking at all this stuff. It's like this is like this is like classic like like 
like serial killer in training kind of shit happening. Well, and they frame you know it. What I mean? They frame it as though he's caught in the in the bathroom alone, like he'd been masturbating or doing something else that a teenager would do on yeah. their own and be embarrassed about. And and in reality, you find out, well, no, he's not masturbating or doing anything else. He's ripping his own nails it, off. It reminds me. It reminds me. Everybody. It reminds me of the graphic novel, My Friend Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh gosh! Stop! No! 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 Swear to God! Swear to God! Swear to God! So like, there there's a movie called My Friend Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't know if you guys saw it. It uh, it actually starts Not willingly. No no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, so listen, listen. I, I want you to understand. So there was a graphic novel that was made called My Friend Jeffrey Dahmer. It's a great graphic novel. Honestly, it is very good. It's about a guy who was in high school and went to high school with Jeffrey Dahmer and was actually like a friend of his in high school. And he made this like graphic novel kind of giving you like an outside look into how Jeffrey Dahmer was in high school. Like he was like a class clown kind of guy, always looking for attention. And, you know, like they, you know, and he, he, like what he did in the, in the, in the book is more of conjecture of what he thought, what he was doing, you know, what Jeffrey Dahmer was doing outside of school. Cause he never really knew, but it kind of gave you an understanding of where the mindset of was Jeffrey Dahmer at that point and what his home life was. Like his, his Jeffrey Dahmer's home life sucked. Doesn't give him a right for what he did. He was a fucking nut job. But his home life sucked. His mom was an alcoholic. His his mom fucking treated him like shit. She left him and his dad left. Him. I mean, he was a piece of shit. But but this guy, like, he's just like he grew he went to high school with this guy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and and he he even thinks he knows who Jeffrey Dahmer's first fucking victim was, but Jeffrey Dahmer what reminded me in the book, what reminded me in this movie was that you have this kid who is who is trying to understand himself, and it's kind of like like you said, like an allegory for like almost like puberty, where you don't know what's happening to you, you don't know where your hormones are going, you don't know what's happening to your body, and you have this real sense of just confusion of. Where is my life going, and why is this happening to me? Because I have no idea. Because he doesn't know who his dad was. He thinks his dad's some fucking actor. So, you know, with some of these kids who grew up without, you know, like their father figures, they don't know where they come from because they've never learned. Because maybe there's a reason that the mom left. You know, because you think that right. it was an abusive relationship. Granted, it's got it goes a little more crazy than that, but. You know, this was an abusive relationship to a certain degree. You know what I mean? Because, because you know, mom is definitely terrified. His mom is terrified, and she has this throughout the whole episode. She's like keeping this lie going of who the father is until the end, till she tells. Yeah, because she, she keeps telling the son that you know the dad left and didn't want anything to do with him, but in reality, she took the boy and ran. Yeah. And I mean, and, and this is like, so in IMDb, like they have a thing where they have a, a spoiler, one of the little trivia things. Like, this last segment of the movie of the of, of XX is a, a reimagining of the events. What would happen after Rosemary's baby? I don't have a clue what that means. So Rosemary's, baby, Rosemary's baby. I have not. I'm it's done. a movie. I'm it's out a, of here. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing here? Who are you? Who are you, Derek? <laughs> Look, I mean, look. I mean, I thought you were in a movie. I podcast, do the anime, bro. okay? That's what I do. <laughs> oh my word! All right, bro. so just so you know, a little bit of context, and I'm, I mean, I'm about to literally like my head's about to explode just thinking about this. Rosemary's Baby is a horror movie from the '70s. It is directed by Roman Polanski. It's Wait, what th- kind of movie? 
it's a it's a drama. It's a it's a hard drama. <laughs> I haven't I it's haven't a melodrama. seen it for a reason. <laughs> it's like it's like a little bit it's a little bit more of a drama dramatic than Sophie's Choice. But either way, <laughs> oh God. basically it's basically the same movie. Yeah, <laughs> might as well have said Schindler's but, List, dude. But it doesn't have any Nazis in it. It's just got devil worshippers. Anyway, yeah. so so but no, what it is is the story is that Rosemary is this woman who's I guess. She is forced to have sex with Satan and she has a baby, the Antichrist. It's directed by Roman Polanski. It stars a young, very young Mia Farrow. And uh and it's 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 quite a frightening movie for its time. Like I like I was watching the movie, I was like, when I saw the movie, I was like, this movie's fucking scary, dude. Yeah, like, it it's, still kind of stands the test of time too. I yeah. think I watched it a few years ago and I was like, this is creepy. Yeah, like it's creepy for a movie from the seventies. Like, like The Exorcist. If you watch The Exorcist, it's still fucking creepy. Like that movie creeps you out. The Exorcist, even the di- even the director's cut of The Exorcist is fucking pretty fucking terrifying. I'm not even gonna lie. But um, but yeah, no, like that's what this is. This is like, what if Rosemary had escaped, which she does. I think she does in the end of the movie. She escapes with the baby to leave these people who want to have him become the son of Satan, become the Antichrist. What happens after that fact? You know, and so you have this motion picture where you have at the end where she finally tells him the fucking truth. And you have that one little scene where I was like, Derek must have shit his pants when he saw that wing show up at the end of the fucking movie. The shadow? You're talking about no, like the no. shadows? There was a fucking over? devil wing. There was like a, a wing. Demon. Like it was like a demon or the devil. It yeah. Right at the I end, must but... have looked away for that moment. There was all the shadows of like horns. He was, he was and, cleaning and up his pee pee on the floor. That's what. He yeah, was doing that's what that, he was doing, dude. Scene. He was like, "Oh, I pissed. I'm sorry." Oh, you know, Betsy's what I mean? gonna get mad. I gotta clean this up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to get in trouble in this house. Dude. He was like, he was like the little boy in Ransom. You know what I mean? He's like, "Ooh." Yeah, that's when I think about Derek watching horror movies. That's all I see. <laughs> little kid from ransom is and i think that's nick nolte's son trivia for you that's nick <laughs> nolte's son <laughs> peeing when he hears gary sinise's voice that's what gary, happens to derek gary, you know lieutenant dan is quite frightening yeah. to a certain degree you know? Yes. <laughs> you know so eric please tell me oh we didn't get to the last part the last part was where They're the hugging. son is is basically lashing out and he's like i'm done i'm gonna go and find my dad apparently my dad wants me and you've been lying to me the whole time and mom basically says something to the effect of i'm the one who raised you i'm the one who took care of you whenever you were you know one two three four five all the way up yeah you know i'm the one who raised you and he wasn't around for that don't let him step in and win as if he's been here the whole time blah 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 all of these very valid points from any single mother i can understand those arguments right but the lights start flat. It's midday and the it's lights go out. It's, it's nighttime guys, suddenly. It's it's bro. Satan's spawn, yeah, bro. Dude, it's he's like, he's it's, the son of Satan, dude. Yeah. And he she's having a very like raw moment with him there saying, For You real? have a decision. You do not have to go. You could stay here or you can go. It's your choice. But she's wrapping her whole entire body around him, saying, like, if you want to stay here, stay here. And that's the point when he realizes that, like, oh, shit, the devil's my dad? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, and then you have that like, one What's with he, all the blood? What's with all the... Well, they no, crushing because, each that, other that, to that, death? That's what happened. They crushed each other to death. Because they loved each other so much, Derek. Exactly, Derek. 
Oh God, this is just a bullshit. I'm, anyway, I'm, but what is your? I'm sorry that you've never your... found a love that's crushing your bones and making you bleed all over the floor. <laughs> Eric, I need you. I, I need cold, you to save cold, this movie. The cold, cold linoleum. Okay, but before you go to Eric, Eric, real quick, did you guys notice? Which was kind of crazy. That this is why. This is when I realized that it was it was that kind of son of Satan thing. Is that scene when she's having the dream? Where the kid touches her face and he's got those long ass fucking fingernails. I was like, this kid's the fucking devil. (laughs) I mean, I felt like they made it pretty clear almost immediately. Like it wasn't it wasn't hard. But that was like this the nail in the coffin. Like I thought at the beginning, I thought that his dad must have been some kind of like serial murderer and like he picked up, you know, the gene to want to be a killer because he'd killed that squirrel. But as it progressed and like you see his toenails and you see his fingernails and you're like, oh, no, he's definitely he's definitely a demon. He's definitely yeah. not not a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so Eric, not that serial killers are good guys, let's, but let's go ahead and talk about the social impact. <laughs> well, now I'm self-conscious to tell you guys my idea. <laughs> no, because this I is the only it. thing that could possibly save my rating on this movie. No, you're, I, 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 again, your social impact write up is the guys, only shot. Again, just my idea here. No, I no, no, no. And, and I want to hear because it might be what I'm thinking. Because, okay, so let me, okay, Eric keeps giving his. I'm going to give mine. Go ahead. From my, from my opinion, the way this movie set up, it's kind of like the, the aspect of. It's uh, in my opinion, what I thought was it was kind of like the end of like I guess you could say the um, like almost like the end of an innocence kind of where you have this kid who's like doesn't know where he comes from, but he wants to like just kind of go out into the world to a certain degree, and he has no type of he doesn't have a history to kind of build on to kind of decide what he's doing. And so in my opinion, it's kind of like... Think there's no father figure kind of thing? Kind of. And it's just like, which happens to a lot of kids, you know what I mean? And he just, he just, he moves and he has like, he has like, he has like probably major daddy issues because he doesn't know who his dad is. You know what I mean? But for a simple and fact, then, I think... And then his dad's Satan. I mean, that's Yeah, that's I mean, a lot. that's that's a lot to deal with in one yeah. shot. It's like going from like zero to 60 in like two seconds. But I mean... I think I think it, it has to deal with the fact that there are some people in this world that don't know how to kind of deal with what's might be ahead of them in life and so they just kind of like lash out. I don't know. There's a lot of different things that I see in this movie for me on a, on a personal level that is is kind of, kind of what where where this kid's going from, you know what I mean? Cuz like for me on a personal level, I'm going to go super personal here like for me like oh like God. I knew my dad growing up that's what my dad was, hey, was away you know what i mean so for me this kid kind of like he didn't represent everything because i'm not a fucking serial killer i didn't kill squirrels and nail them to a fucking tree but and your dad wasn't satan which is yeah, my dad wasn't satan no no this is key Far from yeah. this is a key difference i knew my dad but but through my high school time i didn't see my dad i honestly did not see my dad for about 10 years of my life and so i can totally feel with it where he's where he's going from where he's just like he doesn't know who his father is you know, he he may have an idea who his father is based on what his mom's told him, but he doesn't know everything that has to do with his life. So he's kind of like, where do I come from? How do I what, – the things that I'm going through right now, you know, did that person go through them because I'm a male and he's a male? You know what I mean? Like that kind of situation. I don't know. It's just me. I appreciate your, your view there, but the problem for me to – focus on him was that the story wasn't about that kid the story was about the mother 
So I was completely focused on her. And, and, but that's, I do and, that, appreciate and that's art. Like and that's art. Yeah. And that's art. Yeah. So for me, I said, this to me is about a lot of different things from what it's like to raise a child as a single parent and the insane trials a mother will have to go through for it. Yes. Also, again, about being an alienated family member and the pain involved in trying your hardest to connect when it seems like you have nothing to offer at all. Also, I think it's another allegory for entitlement and white privilege. The kid, the kid did horrible things that had no repercussions. Um, this especially spoke to me when he assaulted to what I believe was a black student because the mother was black. Yes. And literally nothing happened. Nothing happened, yeah. So real. I think that and that was what I had for that. I think it's about entitlement. It's about the struggles of being a single mother. That's what I took away from it. That's what I saw. I don't really yeah. think it really has much about to do have much to do with like a you know a satanic child, but the mother losing the grasp that she has on yeah. because if you think about it this way, and I I mean I grew up in a in a single parent home, not to go too deep as well, but Tomas went there, so I'm going there. <laughs> um, but I grew up in a single parent home, and when you're a when you're a a son to a single mother it's like you're it's like you're a husband to your mother and a father to yourself both Mm -hmm. of those things Mm -hmm. and that's where and that's where i think i connected with what you said about it being tough for the kid um but also that's where i connected with the mother when she was like holding on to him they were crushing each other because she's like i don't want to let you go like you're this is this is this is all I know. This is all I've had for the last 18 years. So, and that's a struggle when you, when you go through every trial, every tribulation and you're dealing with raising this child and now it's his time to go and his 18th birthday and he can go do what he wants. It's a hard thing to let go of, even when he's a real asshole, you know? Yeah. So even, even when this yeah, fucking dude's about to be asshole. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that's what, that's what spoke to me about it. Again, it's not my favorite of the pieces, but, um, that's what I saw out of it, Derek. I don't and know. I, what do you and think? I, and I can see where you're going with that, dude, because the aspect of the whole white privilege thing, of course, I mean, it, which which runs through every single every single one of these stories mm-hmm. to a certain degree, because mm-hmm. it's just the society we live in. I mean, yep. you have you have videos like case in point. I remember seeing a video not too long ago of a black girl just having lunch with her friends and she's got friends that are white too, that are at the table. It was a video that somebody took on their phone and some big old white girl starts literally like messing with her. You know what I mean? Like she starts fucking with her and then she smacks this black girl and the black girl is showing an insane amount of fucking self-control. I mean, insane amount of self-control. And then she keeps like pushing this black girl and South American girl, and then all of a sudden, the black girl like beats down this white girl, like totally beats the shit out of her. And right then and there, they just jump in and show up the the security guards in the school. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just, it just goes to show you like there's there's a certain level of of just that kind of um just systemic kind of racism that you see that you can understand where white privilege just comes into play where you know. Anyone who's not white. It wasn't serious until it somebody, wasn't serious until somebody of the wrong color was getting hurt. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's just I and can I think see that where you're going. I mean, more of that was in and I don't I don't mean to downplay on the real issue that there is involved in racism, but you know, the the Falcon and Bucky show. Yeah. The latest episode. I haven't watched um, it yet. There's uh, I won't I won't give away too much, but please don't, because I haven't watched it yet. 
two people are arguing and one person gets arrested. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm glad they did that. Did they put and, that in a Marvel show? But it was, yeah, they did. They did. And not to mention two people that knew each other and were arguing civilly, but somebody goes to jail, yeah. you know? Um, and, and it, it, I'm glad that this is the second episode and the second time they brought it up, that same concept of how real it is for people that are being discriminated against, how real they face this every day. And it is in a mainstream TV show. And right. then, and, and then they showed a scene in that same episode because they they showed a dude who is who basically is a super soldier after Captain America. He was a super soldier after Captain America, a guy by the name of Isaiah Bradley, and he actually shows up in the comic books. And they showed him, and he said that like, and he was a hero, but after the Korean in a War, totally different way, in a totally different way, he fought and beat the winter soldier during the Korean war. And he went to jail for 30 years and, mm-hmm. was, you know, experimented on and prodded. And they mentioned that in the, in the show and he's still on, he's still alive, but it's just one of those things where like, like they're, yeah. Like they're not letting up on that. They're that concept. Not. They're they're not. And it's making me, it's making me think, cause I, I feel like I didn't have a really clear concept of what this show was going to really cover. what, what their ultimate problem was going to be and what the um, kind of themes were going to be recurring in this series. And thankfully they've taken this to be one of the recurring themes of the series, at least this far, right? That there are more super soldiers out there. And you know, what was the effect of the world throughout history after Captain America kind of thing, you know? Oh, I meant, I meant the racism thing, but that yeah. Too, that too. Right? yeah. I, saying, I was like, like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I'm saying like the super soldier serum led to certain levels of racism for that aspect. You know what I mean? Like, well, the guy who, and if I don't, if and I he was a fucking hero, you know what I mean? Like he was a hero the and they treated him like shit anyways. Guys, we're talking about the XX, you pieces of shit. This is my movie. This is my Okay, we're dropping it. We're going okay. back. We're going, going back. back. Always going back. Marvel here, Marvel there, every single week. Just Marvel, 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 Marvel. Okay, so let me hey. tell you, if, if if we're talking about XX, the the themes of this this last sequence, um, I I do understand and I agree with the concepts that you brought up. How it's kind of a single mother um, and and raising a child alone and all that comes involved with that. Um, I see that. I understand that theme and I, I agree that it is there. I feel like it is far more stated and very clearly evident of a theme, though. I feel like we don't have to dig too much below the surface to see that it is quite literally a lot about that. Right. I feel like um, when we talk about the the box one, like that was very. We really had to dig to see what was really, don't get me wrong. It was there, right. The, the thoughts, right. But we had, it wasn't very evident on the clean surface to me. Like I, I didn't see that at the surface. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I've rated these all individually. Oh, wow. I didn't, um, I didn't do that. Wow. And Gosh. averaged them together. So I okay. could treat this film fairly. <laughs> I appreciate it. All that, right. All right. That's good. I'm glad. Look at you, I, bro. I see you, bro. So rate um, it, bro. Rate it. Do it. Let's do it. Do you do just it, want baby. the average or do you want to know what the individual is? Right, so, so is that what we're doing? Are we done? Are we done talking about the movie then? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm ready. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, going back. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and let's go ahead and go to our ratings. So, Derek, give us a rating. So, you're gonna you're gonna rate the movies, the stories individually, or you're gonna give us yeah. like a total rating? I think I have them both. both. Do both. I have both. You have them both. Do both. Do both. Yeah. So, um, the first one was the box, right? This is the one that I quite literally passed out, almost passed <laughs> out to, um, and I rated that a twenty out of a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's like twenty out of a hundred stars. <laughs> I rated that twenty out of uh, out of a hundred. What do you want? Out of ten? I can give you out of ten. That's no, so funny. I rated. Man. I rated. I rated 20 it twenty. Out of 100. I rated it twenty out of a hundred slices of steak out of my thigh. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I rate it 200 out of 1,000 stars. <laughs> what do you want? You want one out of 10? It's a two out of 10 then, okay? <laughs> Sorry, man. Right. This is really do you, want, do you want the rest of my ratings? You guys yes, want to give yes, me yes, your... Go, 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 go ahead, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, man. Oh, my God. The second oh one was God. the birthday, right? I rated the birthday oh an God. 8 out of 10, apparently. Oh. An 8 out of 10 is All what right. we need. All right. I like okay. that. Good job. Uh, it wasn't spectacular, but it was comedic. And if I'd seen it alone, I probably would have liked it a lot more. Um, the third one was Don't Fall, right? Mm-hmm. I gave that one a 25. So a 2.5 out of 10. <laughs> 2.5. So that's a 250 out of 1,000 stars. Good. <laughs> it's a 250,000 out of a million. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. These are fucking dicks. All right. And then the last one. Her only living son is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. her only living son. Um, I rated that a three point seven out of ten. <laughs> what the fuck is that, okay. dude? Okay. So you rated I like that, that out of thirty-seven. Yeah, I like that. I like that you went. Um, oh, okay. I was hoping that you really went from. No, 20, I actually rated them all on a scale of hundred. Okay. okay. <laughs> that all averages averages to be a four out of ten. Mm-hmm. And I respect I'm not that. even mad. I'm not even mad. I feel like that is an appropriate rating. I res- based on like everything you've said about it, I feel like you were more pissed off that you had to do this than anything else. So I completely understand where you're coming from. 100%. You're not man. wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm okay. I'm okay with your with your ratings. Yeah, Tomas, you are next. All right. So as far as... Uh, are you calculating diff- right now, buddy? No, 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 no. I'm looking at something else different. Um, so as far as the uh, the box was concerned, uh, when it comes to the box, I rated that one um, a... I'd probably give that out of 10. Okay, out of 10 steaks filleted from my thigh. I'll give that... Um, uh, I'll give that a, a 6. It was pretty mm-hmm. good. It wasn't great, but it had it Generous. had definitely it definitely had its moments. Um, it, as far as the rest of them, like like for the birthday party, I'm gonna give that a straight nine, dude. That shit was great. It was great. It was directed great. It you you saw a lot of different things, and it, the the way the pacing was done, it, it just was a great little short story. So I thought I enjoyed that a, a hell of a lot more than the other ones. Um, for you know, for the for what's it called? Um, uh, what was the last? Was that that third one called? Um, it was called uh, "Don't Fall." "Don't Fall" yeah. for me was the tropiest one out of all of them, but it was still cool because it reminded me of uh, you know what it, you know what it reminded me when they did the whole when they showed the actual title screen. It show it reminded me of those fake commercials that were during um, Grindhouse. 
<laughs> he's like, oh like, gosh, don't. You know what I mean? You know that like that shit. So I thought it was oh, cool. I'll geez. give that one. I'll give that one like a solid. I give that one like a solid five. You know, it was it was right there. And for and the last one for her only living son, which I thought was a cool like reimagining. You know, giving you like a little bit, little bit deeper taste for uh for Rosemary's Baby. I give it a solid six and a half torn out fingernails. Oh gosh, that's the worst. <laughs> Or six, uh, or six hundred and fifty out of a thousand oh Or, or six hundred and fifty thousand out of a million. Yes, that works. Too. <laughs> so, All right, and Eric, what All about right. you, brother? So, Wait, uh, what I, does that average out to be? Oh shit, I don't even remember, dude. Go ahead, you you go, Eric, and then I'll give you my average. Well, um, I didn't know we were gonna have to do each story, so I Neither had to make it up on the fly. I did. No, I just did right now. Um, so, and I even averaged it too. So, I give the box a six point two. Okay, I'm going to give the birthday party a 7.5, which is my favorite out of all of them. Our average is a 6.9. <laughs> nice. Don't fall. I'm going to give a 6.2. <laughs> and her living son, her only living son, I'm going to give a 5. I wasn't really, I would be honest, guys, I wasn't really nuts about all of the stories, but I liked the fact that I had to think about what I thought they meant. And I felt like there was there was ideas in there that made me have to think that. So, like, I know that you can watch anything and think I can watch Billy Madison and come up for reasons, or at least yes. try to make up <laughs> reasons of why it you know constitutes to you know uh, any type of social injustice. I'm sure I could do that, but this one I felt like it was that was the purpose, you know. So my overall my overall score between all of them is a 6.2, which isn't the worst. It's like above That's average a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, so, and no one here is smarter for having listening to it. Billy Madison quotes as <laughs> yes, you try and do yes, and you just failed yes, miserably. I just failed miserably. <laughs> and no one here is smarter for having listened to it. And I award you no yeah. points and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> I think Tomas is a little drunk, guys. I think Tomas is just, a little, little saucy. Little, I'm a little saucy. Oh, drinking God. my bourbon, bullet bourbon, my bullet <laughs> bourbon and Coke Zero. Oh, hot God. takes. What you got, boys? Hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. I mean, first, uh, I mean, hot top takes. Show. <laughs> top, top show. show. Okay. I think, I'm a little I think, drunk. I, I think you're a little drunk, bro. I think we've had enough hot top takes show. talking right. about systemic top racism and fucking. <laughs> we've top been talking show. about we've been talking about systemic racism and white privilege on this one. So, <laughs> so um, my top all show. right. So yes, for sir. that matter, so since we're going to be talking about that, you got two. What the fuck, bro? You're. I can't, dude. A, I've got so much a, good stuff to share. You're okay? such a fucking overachiever, dude. It's insane. All right. The first one, um, if you have any faith in like wanting to watch a movie that's a little bit heartwarming and a little bit weird, go and watch Charlie Bartlett. That's all I'm going to tell you. I re- can't realize, I didn't realize that I hadn't even put that out there yet. I love this movie. Go check it out. I thought you, were gonna, say, I thought you were gonna say Mac and Me. I thought you were gonna say Mac and Me. I swear to God, I thought you were gonna say Mac no. and Me. Gosh. <laughs> My second one, though, is one I can I could talk about all day long. I love this show. I'm sad that they didn't finish it. Um, it's called Sherlock. If you haven't seen it, it's got Benedict Cumberbatch and oh. it's also got uh, Martin Freeman. Um, you I went old school today, dude. You went real old school today. It's not that old. It's 2010. Yeah, but still, it's old school, man. That's uh, 11 years old. 
Derek. Yeah, man, for real. It's okay, decade. and I'm still a child to you guys sometimes, so <laughs> I can enjoy this. So you probably anyway. didn't even understand it that much when you first started watching it. Now you, you're appreciating it because you had read them what? before I saw it. Okay? What am I now, watching? What am I watching? I don't understand <sighs> it. Sorry, Benedict Cumberbatch is Sherlock, and um, Martin, Martin Freeman, Freeman is, is uh, uh, Holmes. Um, and so it is incredibly done the the very interesting way that they show information on the screen because it's a digital era and you know you're dealing with crime with cell phones and all that kind of stuff and they have some creative ways that i feel like it's the first time i ever saw people depict um, like a character texting with someone else and still keeping the viewer involved in the conversation right um, and the way it visualized, it's great, but it's a TV show. There's, I think three or four seasons and there's usually only three episodes per season. These are full length, like an hour and a half episode. Yeah. So you're going to see like, these are individually like freestanding movies basically. Um, but man, I, I love this show. I thought that it was incredible. Um, the acting and the, the writing of like how they modernize the script and the way that it keeps you kind of drawn in it's 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 honestly a better version of uh robert downey jr's sherlock holmes um but if if you enjoyed robert downey jr you can kind of really see where that i i don't even know if the timing is off but i feel like they're definitely one is inspired by the other um because they're so very similar um in a lot of different ways anyway those are my two picks yeah charlie bartlett and sherlock the tv series i like it buddy no, yeah, it's a good, no, no, I ain't gonna lie. Like, that's a good choice because uh, have you guys have you seen it, Eric? Have you seen this episode? I this have watched, I think, one part of the first episode. So I watched like a like maybe 20, 30 minutes in, and this was a long time ago. Yeah, and I liked it, but I just haven't gone back to it yet. Dude, so. I, I've seen, I, I ain't gonna lie, I've seen every episode. I love that show. That show's a fantastic show. And they even have that one called The Abominable Bride, which was their one that movie. That one was good too. It was a good one. It was like their, their Christmas special, you know, because in England they do the Christmas special. And so it is a great show. And the cool thing was, is which is funny. So the guy who created this show is Stephen Moffat, who is the one who created, who is kind of like, who took over as the showrunner for Doctor Who after like the, in like the second season or third season into the David Tennant uh, Doctor, and he just kind of blew up the show. So he's kind of been running mm-hmm. the show ever since then, and um, and so, but the Sherlock was kind of like, and the guy who plays uh, Mycroft. Holmes, Sherlock's mm. brother. He's the one who actually writes a lot of the shows for Sherlock. Yeah. yeah, he's one of the writers. He's one of the writers in the show, and he's a great actor too. And the thing is, is that the show is great because, like you said, it shows like the digital aspect of where we're at in society because they do a lot of stuff with texting and with phones and with you know, digital photography and things of that nature. And they and they kind of like kind of spin some stuff like you have the scene in one in one you know spoiler alert they have the Reichenbach Falls. But in the show, the Reichenbach, Reichenbach is not a waterfall. It's a fall at a corner, at a, at, a, at a building that's on a corner. And one of the streets, one of the cross streets is Reichenbach Avenue or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. And so it's the Reichenbach fall. He falls off the building kind of thing. So it's one of those things where it's they do a lot of kind of like. It's modernized. On, it's modernized and it's, and it's definitely worth it. But it definitely shows the aspect of that Sherlock Holmes, in my opinion, is on the spectrum. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I've always like really he, enjoyed um, they, Sherlock they, Holmes whenever he's depicted that way. Yeah, because because Sherlock Holmes, a lot of people suspect that 
he is probably has like Asperger's because he's always into the minute details. Super, of, super intelligent. All super, the details. That he's like a, a savant. Glance. He remembers everything. Yeah. He's like a savant. So, so a lot of people suspect that, you know, he, his character is more, was on like the spectrum even before that was even a thing. But it's just one of those things where, you know, like, you know, like that kind of person, because he's into all these details is probably into that kind of, is probably that kind of personality where he's like, on the spectrum, he's like a, a certain level of Asperger. He's like so, superhuman memory. So yeah. then, uh, it sounds like this is also your top shelf, Tomas. No, <laughs> I appreciate it because it's a very good show. It's a very yeah, good show. No. I love I'm going to check it out. I, you I, should. I, it's worth it. It's worth it. And the other cool thing that I liked about it is that so Watson, the one he came on to in in and when Conan Doyle created Watson, his character is a, is a war veteran of the Afghan wars, which happened. In the late 18th century, the the Moor Wars, whatever the hell they're called, but they took place in Afghanistan. And Martin Freeman's Watson fought in Afghanistan during the war on terrorism, cool. which is kind of a weird sense of dichotomy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like art imitating life, you know, kind of thing. So it's just funny how history. So what are your picks, Tomas? So I only have one pick because I'm not a fucking weirdo like Derek. But um, <laughs> but don't worry. Next week I'm gonna bring a YouTube video. Just one. <laughs> you gonna fucking TikTok some weird ass fucking TikTok? Um, oh no, I'll find something. Okay, no. So so my pick. Um, I had a few things here and there, but my pick is this new show on Prime. Okay, it's a uh, you know it, it's fucking Eric's gonna fucking laugh, but it's this new cartoon on Prime called Invincible. It's written by Robert Kirkman, the guy who did uh, Walking Dead. It's his comic book. And it's a cartoon, but it's an adult animation. And it is fucking glorious. It is so fucking bloody. So here's the deal. So the story is you have this kid named, uh, I think his name is Mark Grayson. He's the son of like a Superman type character. Okay. So there's this character named Omni-Man who is voiced by J.K. Simmons, which is a great voice, by the way. He is kind of like the Superman character and the, his son is, you know, hasn't gotten any powers, but at the end of the episode, he becomes the superhero and invisible. And it's kind of like his story of trying to deal with, you know, like everyone sees like superheroes as one thing. It's kind of the thing like, you know, like you think that superheroes live this glamorous life where they're saving people all the way, but it's fucking hard. They're dealing with a lot of bullshit. And then, spoiler alert, if you guys haven't, if no one's ever seen it, the last ep, in the end of the first episode, he basically kills the number one, the Omni-Man, you don't know why, but he kills the number one fucking superhero team in the world. And he doesn't just win intentionally, but you don't know why. And, but you don't, but here's the thing, is that he kills them in such a way that is just so fucking horrible. Like he punches one dude in the face and he blows his brains out the other side. It's uncrazy. It's so What's unbelievable. The show? It's called Invincible. It's fucking great. It is so good. It is such a great cartoon and it's amazing. So I suggest you watch it. That's my top shelf, Invincible. Cool, Eric, cool. what you got for us this week, dude? So my top shelf this week is um so back in the day, one of the when I was, uh, I think, from 19 to 21 years old, I worked at a little place called Blockbuster Video. I did, too. <laughs> and there was 
There was just recent. Well, if you worked at Blockbuster Video, Tomas, you need to watch this this um, this documentary on Netflix called The Last Blockbuster. Oh, I do. I have to watch it. It is I love that. so good. It is just so yeah. Good. It's nostalgia ultra. It is everything that is warm and cozy and beautiful and serene and wonderful about the old... They didn't have a room in the back with a curtain. No, they didn't. And it's all about the old experience of getting your ass up, out of your house, getting to a car, driving to the movie movie theater, to the movie movie store, the blockbuster video, and walking that wall, man. Walking those aisles. Oh, yeah, dude. There's something insanely satisfying satisfying and also there's just something really big missing in my heart about it like when i was watching this i was like i miss doing that i do there's something that i miss about going to the store and walking the walls because me and my wife did it when we first started dating because we met 14 years ago they were still around back then you know 15 years ago at this point they were still around back then, and we used to go rent a movie every now and then until like two years later, they all just ceased to exist. Yeah. I love the idea of having instant gratification. Don't get me wrong. I really like it. Okay. <laughs> but with that being said, there is something special about getting up and walking the wall and looking at these covers and reading the backs of them and then choosing your movie and bringing it to the counter and buying some popcorn or some Reese's, okay. man. So... It, <laughs> Derek Here's doesn't understand thing. this. He's never been to no, 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 no. I, I, I do. Got, I think you. I think you were like. I'm going to tell you why you were both dude. wrong and right at the same time. Beautiful. Okay. You're wrong because this is more of the Thundercats effect. It's just too soon for us to realize it. It's just nostalgia. I don't know, man. It, it doesn't. It's not. I don't know, bro. It's just too soon for us to realize it. Now, that being said. I have one cherished movie rental story that I would love to tell real quick. Sure. There is a movie that I heavily debated on picking for this, this, my, my, my pick at the end of this episode for the why episode. And it's the movie that I rented with my stepdad when we were just going to have a boys night, we were going to rent some crappy Kung Fu movies Do and it. we were going to go home and watch them. And we picked, um, one movie that was actually incredible, Ong Bak. If you guys haven't seen it, it is an incredible Kung Fu movie. Um, but the other movie that we picked that was just notoriously terrible, and I cannot believe that this movie was funded and never produced, it's called Yo-Yo Cop Girl. <laughs> She's a cop with never a yo-yo with a steel blade on it. Never in my life. Never in my life. with it. Is oh my god, those are the kinds of shit. But no, that's the beauty of Blockbuster, dude. Dude, we you have watched that. We rented that movie and we watched it in all seriousness, and it was just <laughs> stupid. Listen, and we enjoyed it. It the, was great. You have. I wish people can see your face. You have bright eyes. You have a smile from ear to ear. Seriously, when you're telling bro. that story. It's such a so, fond memory. Don't say but, it's a Thundercats no, effect because I'll tell not. you this, dude. I had. I remember. <laughs> so Hastings was the last video rental place that i knew of and there was a hastings open in my town if you people out there that are listening hastings is like a a bookstore but they also did video rentals video sales cds all that stuff um but the hastings in my town was open till about five years ago and i remember i was like hastings is about to close i'm gonna go rent a video i went there i walked around the wall the wall i didn't rent anything but i was like 
damn, I'm never going to be able to do this again. Yeah, for real, dude. Like, I mean, it's, there's something about it that is precious to me, and I don't I know mean, what it is, even, but it's there. Even the disappointing aspect of not of finding walk- something exactly yeah. where you show up to block well, what you want to like, see is all out. Yes, yes, that also, yes, that also. yes, because then because then you have to say, okay, so. What am I going to look? And then, then you got to spend another 30, 40 minutes looking around the store. Like, what am I going to watch? Am I going to see something you, you, that I'm used to watching? The back wall, like the, yeah. the exterior wall, and, you would do that two or three times before you ever even considered the middle aisles of old. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. And and so, you know, because so working at Blockbuster, I remember I was work. I worked at one that was like five minutes from my house. And when I was working there, it was one of the newer ones, which thankfully it was one of the newer ones because they had the the metal frame shelves, not the uh, wooden white shelves oh, in the middle. Because yeah. your job, your job at the end of the night was to actually wipe down those shelves once a week from dust. Ugh. So you terrible. had to clear yeah, out man. those shelves. And there, they, my movie theater, my movie store was like, it was like a no, not a chain. It was just mom and pop kind of thing. Yeah. It was filthy on those yeah. shelves. <laughs> yeah. So, but so I love that. I love that it you was, shopped at a was, filthy dude, rental store. Like I, I do. I, when, when the rewinding mattered. Yeah. yeah for real. You get charged real. if you did yeah for real yeah dude, oh, dude that was be dude, kind that, rewind oh man like there's just something really stupid sticker on every movie <laughs> there's something really awesome about that experience that you don't understand too derek and and both of you if you've thought about it this way there's kids that don't have any there's people alive right now that have never had that experience no i love those no. when it, I, I watch those tiktoks where they're like they hand him a, a vhs and he's like i don't know what this is yeah I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah exactly or yeah. like they, they 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 put like a telephone in front of a kid like I have no idea. No idea what to do pager. You hand one of these kids a pager, they don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, but it's oh, you bring them to a blockbuster video. Everyone who's listening, we're old, we're sorry. <laughs> you bring them to a blockbuster video, they'd say, "What why are we doing this?" You know. Yeah. It, why are we here? It's I mean, it's just, dude, you guys I, should I mean, watch that doc though. It's great. I want to. It's, especially to. since you work there, Tomas, you got to watch it. Yeah, it's dude. Great. I mean, it's it was like I remember working there and it was great because, I mean, we, we had like a, an ice cream place next, like literally next door. And the owner of the ice cream place was like, hey, just come by and get an ice cream for free. You're going to be giving free rentals. I mean, yeah. and then there was like a, I mean, it was just, it was crazy. We do crazy shit. Like the managers would do crazy free shit all the time. And it was just, it was just a, a it was like a nice, it was a cool place to work at during yeah. the, during the week, I, you know? I, and then you got to watch movies that sometimes people wouldn't like think about. Like, I mean, I saw some shit there when I was working there. I was like, Oh, I wouldn't even know to think about that. Oh, I've watched more movies working there than I'd ever done because you get your five free rentals a week. You could Hell take movies yeah. out before they were released because yeah, we'd dude. get them like a week early and we'd be watching yes. movies before they were released. Yeah, um, it was it was awesome, man. I I I rem- I have um, movie covers like Derek before when you said you saw the the cover to Steel Magnolias and Magnolia. I have mm-hmm. movie covers forever in my brain. That's how I like connect movies sometimes to their yeah. covers because of that job. And like I don't know if I've seen a movie if I can remember the cover. Yeah. And I worked I had like the honest blessing of working at a blockbuster with like my best friends when I was in Jersey. Still my best friends in the day. But I got to work with them. And it was we talk about this all the time. Like if if Blockbuster could pay us six <laughs> figures, we didn't have to work nights and weekends. We would for work real? there for the rest of our life. Like I would Seriously, literally man. do that job forever if it was still around. Like it was dude, just I, I, good times, man. 
it was a it was a it was a cool place to work at, and you know, like it was just like I ain't gonna lie, like I stole shit from Blockbuster too, so I ain't gonna lie, dude. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> like I fucking they're not coming for you now, dude. Nah, they don't care. Like, oh yeah, they don't mean, care like, unless went, that one in like, Oregon used, is gonna start. We used to, searching we used to we used to like in my Blockbuster, we used to like like uh, hold like all the new uh, videos and video games like in the bathroom, and so like I would go take a piss and then I would put shit in, like I had cargo shorts, so I would put like video games in my cargo shorts and I walk out to my car and throw them in my car and I had new games. I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude, I'm oh done." Here's the reason Blockbuster is gone. I know <laughs> it's your it's your fault. I never stole it's really anything. the problem with the private industry. I was a good guy. I was a good boy. I was I didn't steal anything, but like all of my co workers did and i didn't <laughs> yeah. say shit so Dude, yeah no no funny thing is so here's a funny story like my, my my manager the last manager i worked i had a blockbuster he like all of a sudden like left town like he left town and we didn't know what happened what happened was we don't know why he left but then all of a sudden like that monday morning as soon as he left town i get a call from like the district manager and he's like hey do you know anything about this guy I'm like no i just talked to him the other day but why? What's up? It's like, oh well, he cleaned out the safe and left town with his girlfriend. Went back to Canada. <laughs> he went back to Canada because he was a Canadian citizen. He went back to Canada with all the money from the safe. Just fucking took it and left. Jeez, fucking crazy, Jeez, bro. Dude. It was nuts, nuts. nuts. But yeah, dude. that's awesome. Like, I want. I've been looking at that, and it's been like sitting in my list. And I'm like, and it's Watch got it. Kevin Smith. Is he narrating it? No, he doesn't narrate it. He's just one of the people that they talk to in it. Like, they okay. talk to a bunch of famous people, so, about, like, blockbusters and stuff. Like, it's who pretty else is interesting. In it? Who else is in it? Um, Jamie Kennedy's in it. This is the Are second time he's mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a few other people that I can't remember off the top of my head right now, probably because I'm a little saucy, but um, yeah. watch it. It's great. It's about the last it. one in, in Bend, Oregon, so check it out. Yes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's, uh, it, it's still going strong, which is yeah, funny. Yeah, for sure. It's well, great. Derek, so, what is your pick for next week, buddy? Oh, no, hold okay. on. I haven't given mine. I haven't oh, given mine. Oh, gosh. Yes you, your top, yes, you did. Your top shelf? Invincible. You just oh, went invincible. through it. It's right. It's right. My bad. I'm a, I'm a little drunk. We were there. Yeah, I paid yeah, attention. I was, I was, apparently, I wasn't drunk. I There's some there. sauciness yeah. happening today. All right, Derek. I was here. Picking, I paid bro? attention to everything. What are, you, what are you picking, dude? What are you picking? Okay, so I was having a tough time picking between some different films. And I, I'm after talking to you guys, I've settled on this one because He's, he he picked he picked Ying Yang Master from Netflix. <laughs> no, no. I've never even heard of it. It's a anyway. kung fu movie on Netflix. Sorry. Anyway, um, I do. Uh, you know, Eric, we've been talking. I want to give you an incredible anime movie to watch, but that movie is not starting with a Y. There is one I want to show you, and it's coming at the beginning of our next season. Just be ready for it. Can't okay? wait. Okay. Can't wait, bro. Okay. So, Secret Lives of Arietti. Oh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's not a bad one, but come on. Anyway, the movie we're going to watch, 1988 Young Guns. Nice. Get over live because I want it. <laughs> there you go. That's Get it. over live. Bon Jovi, bro. Bring in the pain. So, Bring in that, the that pain. Was, that was Young Guns too, but yes, I'll take it. I'll take I'm it. Still, I'm still. I mean, it's the franchise. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> there are there are lots of there's lots of like um, I consider like the iconic movies of the 80s, like of the teen age in the 80s, and and this is one, um, you know, like 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 uh, 16 Candles and Ferris Bueller and all those things, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Young Guns is one that I kind of feel like is is it wanted to be part of that group and it didn't make it. And I haven't seen this yet. And I actually that's why I want to watch it, because this is a part of the 80s that I don't know anything about. This is a whole set that I've, I have no clue. So I'm hoping it's good. It's got a lot of big names in it. And if anybody wants to join us on our next episode to talk about it, you can watch it for free on Fubo right now. Nice. That works, dude. That works. I'm I'm, I'm a little pumped. excited, dude. I'm, I'm pumped, pumped yeah. baby. It's been I'm a pumped. minute since I saw it. I loved that when I was a kid. Yeah, I haven't watched it since then. So Kiefer Sutherland. Um gosh, who else? Lou is Diamond there? Phillips. Yeah. Emilio yep, Estevez. Yep. Charlie Sheen. Charlie uh, Sheen. Uh, is Charlie am I mixing yeah, Charlie Sheen with Emilio? Yeah, Are they in both the in it? Oh, they're, they're both, both in it. it. They're both in it. Oh, they're both wow. in it, dude. Can't There's wait. a lot of people in this movie. There's a lot of people in this I movie. I cannot it's, wait. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a, it's it's like a who's who of young like 80s like actors and shit, dude. You I really I mean? appreciate like, this pick, Derek, because Kiefer all you Sutherland, guys do, yeah, yeah, dude. All you guys do is sci-fi, and this is for the first time that you're not. Dermot, I'm just really Dermot excited. Moroney's in this movie, dude. Terrence wow. Stamp, Jack Palance, Terry O'Quinn. Jack I mean, Palance, wow. There's a wait, lot wait, of people. That's the movie. guy. That's the guy who always does the British accent, right? Jack Palance. No, he's Jack an old Palance. No, what? no, dude. He was he was curly in City Slickers, dude. Yeah. Is it who's the guy that I'm thinking about? Who's the dad in the movie? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Oh don't know gosh. Either. Anyway, we'll talk about it on our next episode. Awesome. Well, I'm kind of excited to watch it. And, I mean, fucking um, Brian Keith is better. in this movie, dude. Brian Keith is in this movie, bro. Fuck, man. It's definitely gonna be amazing. better than XX. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you might be right, my friend. You might you be might right. Be. I can't you wait. I'm just right. glad it's not sci-fi, like I said. So. <laughs> so, all right. So we're gonna go to Young Guns. So everyone, Young Guns. If you want to watch it, it's Young Guns. Uh, but so you usually have like a quote, or I usually have a quote for the movie. But honestly, there wasn't really a quote in this movie. So I think we're just gonna go ahead and just move along, dude. And uh, so we're gonna watch Young Guns next week. So everybody. I ha- I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know we had enjoyed making it. It's like literally our shortest probably episode ever. So no, it's definitely, uh, not. definitely not. But no, it's not. It's close. <laughs> but either way, all right, yeah, everybody, we appreciate you taking the time and see you later. Peace out.